Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare at&t connects an ode to podcasts connect the alarm change the podcast you stream Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories change your perspective connecting changes everything AT&T you're listening to Fox Sports Radio Radio. Radio. who says Germany and the United States don't get along we got people running circles around this studio I don't care who you root for that was one of the most beautiful goals I have ever seen World Cup action coming to a close for the day in dramatic fashion. Rich, that was the soccer version of a buzzer beater. No, it absolutely that was. It was. <laughs> was unbelievable. And, you know, and it's amazing to watch yours and Gavin's reaction to that because our producer was sitting with us and uh, I got to watch this alongside of you guys off the computer because we weren't in the studio yet. We had to wait till Hartman and, and Papinga cleared out the oh, desks. Oh, for the My love goodness. of it. Gosh, those guys never stop talking. Bring your fern, you know, get rid of everything. We're moving in. So, like, <laughs> I look at this situation and and I'm quite, quite frankly, it's, it's almost like, it's almost like being invited to a band who you like, you know, you've heard them before, but you're you've went with the guy who's like, no, <laughs> dude, you don't understand. Coldplay never plays the, you know what I mean? Like, you're just like, yeah, no, they're a good band. Like when like, I watched that goal, I was like, oh wow, that was that was huge. <laughs> and you guys were standing on your chairs. <laughs> yes. I mean, I'm pretty sure Gavin <laughs> put on a bandana over his face and he lit a road flare. Listen, this is this is something that's not discussed much about soccer. American fans will make fun. Oh, there's not enough scoring. No, that's actually the beauty of it. Okay, if LeBron makes an unbelievable shot at the buzzer, you've probably watched LeBron hit 15 other shots in that game. Sure, yeah, yeah. You yeah, score yeah, yeah. in the NBA almost every time down. Uh, but... 
soccer goals. They don't happen very often. So when they do, they're hard, and there's beauty, and for some reason, they make you move. I will never forget this. Landon Donovan scored a goal in World Cup play. What Was that against Ghana? Is yes. that who they were playing? Yeah. This is like, uh, help me, was this 8 or 12 years ago? It was either I, 8 or 12 years ago, and Team USA was tied late in a match and absolutely needed it to move into the round of 16. And it wasn't this late. It wasn't like stoppage time yet, or maybe it was, but it wasn't like, oh my gosh, there's 20 seconds left in the match. But they had a great run, and the ball bounced off the goalie, and it went right to Landon, and he had an open net, and he scored, and I ran. I ran. (laughs) Not the country I ran. (laughs) I ran. I was at work, and I ran down the hall, and everyone's like, where's he going? And soccer goals do that to you. I don't know why. I don't know where I was going. They just made. I've never done that. Well, Kevin Durant hits a it, three. I don't run it, to clear it up. It was against Algeria. I think Ghana oh, was the team we lost. Maybe to. that's something. Uh, Ghana, it was, yeah, because it was everyone the, had their headlines ready. Like USA is yeah. a Ghana. You know, like everyone had that cute it, little thing. Anyway, Algeria, you're nine, right. Ninety first minute uh, of oh, that so game it was in stoppage rem- time. Yes, and, and I was going to say, there's two goals I really remember from World Cup soccer. One was the one that just happened down the hallway, and that <laughs> so- that goal you talked about, Landon Donovan. I remember listening to that on the radio driving to work, and I was freaking out in my car That's trying right. to stay in my lane. Well, don't forget Brandy Chastain also <laughs> when she took her lane. shirt off. Actually, I know that I, wasn't I the was men's World Cup, one, but yeah. that was right. all right. Fine, you don't need to make me feel old <laughs> for crying out loud. We're trying. To celebrate was that in color? Here. This, this to me, yeah. Right. <laughs> this to me, though, it's interesting oh, because God. I see a buzzer beater in a, in the NBA, and I'll jump out of my seat. I see an incredible grab down the stretch of a of an NFL game for the win, and I'll slap my forehead with both hands, and and I'll I'll be shocked and surprised <laughs> and awed. Uh, I'll see a, a, a end of regulation buzzer beating shot, a one timer in hockey, and I'll raise my eyebrows. When I saw that goal, Germany, the bender, you know what? I just sort of nodded. I went, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Well, here's the thing. It's Germany. Yeah, right. Like, so, Germany's playing Sweden. There's so, nobody in this room right now. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a quarter German. If you want to go on my family, I don't have, I have zero ties to this match whatsoever. But that was beautiful. I'm not saying that it was wasn't, unbelievable, but, that goal. But I think I watch soccer, and I'm wondering if there's a lot of people out there like this, just somewhat emotion, uh, emotionlessly. Like, I, I watch it, <laughs> and I understand why everybody's so excited. And I understand the nuance of the game to a certain degree. I don't think I have it all down. And I realize the difficulty to score goals. But because it hasn't been engendered in me the way it has a lot of foreign fans of the sport – it really doesn't resonate as importantly to me, even when I'm seeing phenomenal things occur on the pitch. You know, you know what I mean. Like what? it just doesn't, it just doesn't sock me in the same buttons that it does from a visceral standpoint as when I see something fantastic occur in the NFL, NBA, NHL, or even golf to a certain degree. You're talking about being an American sports fan. Yeah, that's what you just described, and in many ways, actually, it's socioeconomic. Um, I know a lot. I told this story last week. I was with my mom in the morning before I came in to do the show. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Remember, yeah I remember Mexico this. Yep. scored. Yep. 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 And she looks at me. And she's just like, well, my, why do they all care so much? What is going on? Everybody, everybody is, 
they're they're crying. Why are they crying? There's it's people just a goal. singing and they're dancing and with the their goals. What the hell is going on out there? So <laughs> yeah. anyway, uh, I started thinking about it a little bit more, and I'm like, you're right because soccer is growing like crazy in America. We hear that all the time. The millennial generation loves it. Okay, FS1. You look at the certain pomp and circumstance, everything that's going on, the money that's being uh, poured into uh, into the sport. That all makes sense, but still to this day, and it will continue, when people talk about, like, where is American soccer falling short? Um, Our best athletes don't play soccer. You'll hear stuff like that. It's actually this. To me, it all boils down to this. We don't care as much. We don't care as much in ways that are not like, oh, like, we should start caring more. No, no, no. It's not that simple. You have to understand, even when... Uh, my Warriors won the title last week, week and a half, two weeks ago. I didn't cry. I didn't cry. I mean, it, we're not tied to our sports as Jenny Taft came our, on our show yesterday, referred to Messi in Argentina as not their favorite soccer player, a god. Oh, yeah. Soccer is religion. Messi's god. This is Jenny th- said that there was a family she interviewed who actually, over the past three years, has been working in kitchens, has been shipping their car to different foreign countries, making their way from Argentina to Russia to watch this World Cup. Three years. Three years. This is a pilgrimage. There are some people who will do that for religion. Yes. This is very accurately described that so, way. So what we're talking about here is it's not that American fans don't care about soccer like other nations care about soccer. Americans don't care really about anything. Well, the way that well, other nations care on. about soccer. You know what Americans care about? And I, I, I'll tell you right now, it's part of the reason why Donald Trump got elected president. Americans care about being the best. You yes. Um, um, Americans care about winning and dominance. And I look at the NBA and I say, well, we're fielding the best players on the planet. Nobody can compete with our brand of basketball. So we love it. NFL, same story. Go anywhere else and watch football played the American way. Nobody can hold a candle to our athletes. Golf has been that way forever. NHL, the best players come from Canada. Yes. But guess where the best league is? It's right here in the States. I mean, it's both countries. But, it, it was, yeah, great. I know they, there's, they have their teams but too. there's yes. more teams here. Yeah, and, well, and, of course. And, right. and, and more ca- uh, Canadians. I mean, the Canada leagues, the minor leagues, they're all filtering into the NHL, which is an American-owned sports league. So when you think about the World Cup and you think about the MLS taking a foothold in the United States, yes, there's a groundswell of support, but we're not dominant, so people don't care as much. Or couldn't I make the case, therefore, it's good that we miss the World Cup because it will force us to say, hey, wait wait a minute, this is not acceptable, let's fix it. Remember the Olympics where we didn't win gold in basketball? Oh, yeah. The reaction was, okay, that's not happening ever again. So we'll see if we react the same way with soccer. You just have to understand that in other nations, it's almost like what you just said. The United States is used to being the best. Well, for a lot of these other nations, this is the only time. This is the only time every four years where a little nation across the world can go, you know what? Today, we're bigger and better than America. And that is emotional at a very deep level for people who are living in a very different experience than we have here in America. So that's why you see the tears, the craziness. And by the way, it just gets in your blood. I mean, do we have the call of the goal 
uh, for for Germany moments ago. Like again, Germany, Sweden. I got nothing against or nothing for either of you. Both of you seem like wonderful places to no. visit. I hope I get there someday. I've never been to either one. <laughs> but this gets in your blood when you see something like this. No matter who it is, you get excited. Royce is right there to touch it to him. Kroos went out. Fire up! Ah, so I mean, here you are. You've got the the, the one seed. They were they're the defending champs, and they were on the brink. They were down at halftime. Oh no! And it was a beautiful try, and it was a, I mean, it was an incredible effort, and it happened with the waning moments of regulation. Like you look at that, and it has all the seeds to be sowed for for what you can reap to be an exciting moment. And on the world stage, that's exactly what it was received as. You had Swedish fans in the stands crying smearing their makeup because they just they they couldn't believe they were devastated over what just happened and the German fans were going nuts as was the bench but for me born and raised in the United States uh be, playing lacrosse as a kid then some baseball and football finding me kind of and then making that my career I watched this and I went oh that was pretty cool <laughs> You know, I, I didn't take out my Vuvuzela. Oh, yeah. no. You know, I, I, I didn't. I didn't take off my shirt and I, I flip think, a car. I think the Vuvuzelas have made the garage sale circuit, <laughs> and they're about done now. But uh, if you have one, uh, pull it out and celebrate your German uh, Germany. There you go. They they defeat Sweden <laughs> two to one. By the way, I am tr- I am frantically tracking down the German radio call. Please of that do oh, because yes. please do because by the way, oh, if, yes. if you thought. If you thought there was energy behind the call of Germany's goal moments ago, wait until you hear what it sounded like earlier today when Mexico scored. That and we have to talk about Kawhi Leonard because I don't know about you, Rich. I've personally had it up to here with what's being said about him. All of that is coming up next. It's Fox Sports Radio on a Saturday. Look, we're in broadcasting, so I enjoy listening to different kinds of broadcasting and there are many and especially in the podcast craze that's going on now there are that many more that are starting to be entered into the fold but I don't know if there's anything that at least in a vacuum in a small moment that I enjoy more than the home nation announcer losing his bananas <laughs> yeah, because of a huge, well-timed goal on the national or international stage. It is just infectious. Um, okay, this is from a match between Mexico and South Korea that took place earlier today. Here comes the ball. I mean, I I think he's still going. 
Oh yeah. I mean, was I, the mic? Somebody just finally turned the microphones off. How I could listen to that all day. No, look, pure elation. I think. Look, it's like the old uh, the saying. Really, it's you smile, the world smiles back. It's infectious. When <laughs> when you when you smile at somebody, it is almost impossible for them not to at some point during a conversation smile back at you. The same can be said about hearing hearing somebody enjoy something. I'm sitting here. I'm catching myself smiling and then when he changes the yes, octave he did. He did of a, the goal he did call. like a do re mi fa so la ti thing oh, it's, like, oh, it's like he's warming up to like, go do a play or something i mean it cracks you up but that's <laughs> look i mean you can buy into the energy of the world cup there's no question about it and listen to the crowd behind him <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Okay, we're brought to you by Granger, the products and services you need when you need them. Granger's got your back to help keep your facility running. Granger for the ones who get it done. Mark and Rich, we'll get to Kawhi in a second. Do we also have a goal on the South Korea side? I yes. haven't heard this one this yet. This was is- in the 93rd minute. It was one. It was two to what was it? Two to zero at this time. Okay, so, so this Korea. this brought South Korea into a position where they were still down by one, but yes. at least they had a shot. Okay, here it is. South Korea looking the fire! Oh my! What a super duper goal! <laughs> what a super duper goal! Okay, so from the, if you make any good points today, I'm just going to launch it. What a super duper point! Yeah, yeah, please do. Oh, oh. Okay, that was fantastic. Yeah, that is so. Listen, I forever. Save that forever, Nick. I, I mean, holy I, mackerel! I, you know what? I don't even want to talk about any of this stuff today. Can we just play these calls for four hours? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> All right, fine. We'll do some other stuff. Uh, we're live in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Geico.com for a free rate quote. We will be all over the World Cup. The matches are done for the day, but there's plenty to talk about. Uh, with Mexico, with Messi, there's a lot to talk about. We're chasing Rob Stone, who is uh, the studio host for FS1's coverage of the World Cup uh, live in Russia and hope to catch up with him here shortly. But we also want to get to this. So I tell you what. You're a friend of mine. We know each other very well. We work together uh, almost every day. And therefore, I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now, I'm going to give you uh, like the friend version of a hall pass. Okay. Which, which means if you like screw up once, if you do something that kind of like, ah, I didn't really like that. Sure. You know, you know what I'm going to do? What's that? Say nothing. Okay. I'm going to say absolutely nothing because you have earned some capital. In my world, you've earned that. You're a good person. You're a good coworker. You're a good friend. Therefore, uh, you know if something funky no, you, happens, you look past certain things because you you chalk like, it up. Yeah, you yeah. know you, there's enough in the bank to make that withdrawal. What in the hell is going on with people around Kawhi Leonard? I've had it. Bruce Bowen was the latest. Quote: Are you kidding me? Other members of the Spurs organization over the years, Tony Parker did it in real time, somehow taking offense to what Kawhi Leonard has done here to the Spurs. And I'm sitting here going, I'm sorry, what? Athletes saying that another athlete is doing something to the Spurs? You guys all know darn well 
that these organizations don't have any loyalty toward you. I hear athletes say it on the radio and TV all the time. So the fact that people are turning on Kawhi Leonard, and I don't care how much you've played or how close you are to Kawhi Leonard, you don't know what he's feeling in his body. Tony Parker, I don't care that you had the same injury. You don't know what he's feeling inside his own body. Fascinating to me. Fascinating to me, it appears that Kawhi didn't get a first chance. This country loves second chances. We love him in sports. We're waiting to see if Johnny Manziel can come on and make it back. And we want Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame because, man, he's done his time. These are all second chances. These are people who you know hosed you. They hosed you. Kawhi Leonard has been nothing but absolutely perfect. High school, college, pro, quiet, focused, good teammate, great player, champion. That's all he's ever done. And he still hasn't even said anything. So people are now putting words in his mouth and thoughts in his head, and the world is turning on him. And I think it stinks. Well, I think well, it stinks to high heaven. Look, I, I'm in Kawhi's camp. I think that something happened here, and given the track record of organization versus player, I really do feel for Kawhi. And I've been in the situation where you're trying to do what's best for yourself in a, in a situation where you're surrounded by a lot of people who their goals, they don't really align with your personal health with your personal ability to further your career. That's not their interest, not their first interest at least. Correct. And that's the situation Kawhi found himself in this year and really parts of last. Here's the deal. What Kawhi's doing, he's not guiltless in all this. It's called stonewalling. It's actually, if you go and you see like a family therapist or if you go and you you have a, a relationship issue, and you have a sit-down with somebody who understands the psychology of events like this, disagreements, they say it is the most lethal thing to a relationship. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what this is. Kawhi Leonard and the Spurs have a relationship. Something happened to disrupt said relationship. Kawhi Leonard is not speaking with the Spurs. When you try and you say, well, hey, what's wrong? And your mate's over there looking at her phone like, well, whoa, 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 what did I do? No response. Just just texting or tweeting or Instagramming or whatever it is. But I don't understand, like, how can, how can I help you if you won't even answer me? Imagine how unbelievably frustra- frustrating that gets when it's just two people. Now you're talking about a team who depends on this man. Well, we you're don't... talking about an organization who wants to hear from him. You understand, maybe there's even on the side of the Spurs, there's certain there's certain accommodations you're willing to make that you would never have made before this. There's certain things that you would say or do to repair things, and the fact that you're not receiving anything in return. But we don't know that. See, that's part of my point. We are all guessing. Oh, Kawhi hasn't spoken to the Spurs. Really? Because I heard that Greg Popovich flew to San Diego oh, last wait, week. And wait spoke a to second. Him wait a second. No, no, no. You're you're really you're deleting a lot of the history because they didn't hear from Kawhi for most of the season. I don't know that. No, yes, we do. No, that's been reported. You don't know okay. that. You don't think there's private conversations that don't get out used to play for the Patriots. And in fact, I've I, absolutely, I, 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 I've I would heard, say I've heard that this relationship issue goes back two years. Yeah. I don't think the Spurs are in the dark as to what he's mad about at I, all. I don't think that's the problem. I think the problem has been communication is trying to get through 
through to Kawhi to repair things. Sometimes you can't repair it. And I'm aware of that, but I'm saying if you're going to have two parties at odds with each other and you're going to take one side and one side alone, you're making a mistake because it takes two to tango. In this situation, Kawhi's not guiltless either. He's probably willing to actually admit that at some point later on right now, maybe not. But there is two sides to this coin. Look, like I said, I've been in Kawhi's shoes. I've been injured, and I've had a team want me to play, and I've had a team want me to play above the interest of my life. Yep. I'm I'm talking about whether or not I'd be able to play basketball in my driveway (laughs) with my kid one day. So I get where Kawhi's at, and I side more with him, but I definitely understand how frustrating it is on the other side of this coin. Well, all I know is you're right. There are two sides, but only one of them is ripping the other side, and that's why I'm on Team Kawhi. I tweeted it out yesterday, and a bunch of people said, hey, who's cleared by Team Doctors? I'll refer him to your answer that you yeah, just gave. Uh, I mean, Being that's... cleared by Tim Do- Team Doctors doesn't mean a hill of beans. <laughs> no. Okay? 877-99 on Fox. Team Kawhi or Team Spurs? Let's talk this out. 877-99 on Fox. Rob Stone, by the way, is going to join us in moments from Russia after an amazing goal and a continued amazing World Cup. That is taking place right here in 2018. So more on that, Mark and Rich Fox Sports Radio. Let's also get Gascon in here, who's been clearing his throat all morning to see what kind of a goal <laughs> call he can deliver. I can't. And, I, can't uh, I can't do it. Yeah, it's uh, a tough act to follow, man. It is. Hey, you know what, Mark? You bring up an interesting point with you being pro-Kawhi. Yes. If you're pro-Kawhi, but you also believe the Spurs have taught to Kawhi Leonard throughout the season, why do you allow a head coach or players to air him out via the media? Like, why would you allow that when you've been so good for such a long period of time, almost a, a replicant of the New England You're Patriots? Saying, why, the would the, why would the Spurs allow the, the yes. players to do that? Well, who knows that they did? I mean, look at the Patriots as an example. Bill Belichick didn't give Gronk and Brady the go-ahead to go do what they're doing. They suddenly did it. So I, I don't know if the Spurs sent Tony Parker to a microphone all I know but is... You've had, you've had Parker, Ginobili, and the head coach, Greg Popovich, do all of that. Well, but th- that's the old guard. I haven't heard any of the new guard do it. Wow. Uh, again, all I know is the Spurs are ripping Kawhi. I don't hear Kawhi ripping the Spurs. I hear one side being classy. I don't hear it from well, the other side. Well, is, is that part of the problem? I guess we'll have to find out. Good one. Anyways, <laughs> gentlemen, we'll, we'll be quick with Rob Stone, uh, obviously, coming on here in a second. But uh, we go back to all the theatrics just moments ago with Germany and Sweden. Royce is right there to touch it to a cross. One out. Fire on from him. He scores. Don't count them out yet. Relief. Yeah, this is showcased on Fox. Germany, keep in mind, they were down 1-0 at the end of the first half, tied it early on in the second half, were down a player late in that second half, then scored on a set piece in stoppage time to shock Sweden 2-1. They're now in second place in Group F. Earlier today, Mexico beat South Korea 2-1. Belgium ripped up Tunisia to the tune of 5-2 in Major League Baseball. There's a handful of games being played right now. Nationals do the Phillies 2-zip. Rangers are pounding out the Twins 9-4. A's and White Sox locked up at 6 apiece. Diamondbacks 2. Pirates nothing, but that's in a weather delay. And then at 7-15 Eastern on Fox, Dodgers will get back Clayton Kershaw from a three-week stint on the DL with a bad back. He faces Jacob DeGrom and the New York Mets 
who have lost four in a row. Gentlemen. Dave, great stuff. Looking forward to chatting all afternoon. We're live in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It is easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. We are going to connect with Rob Stone here. It's a little bit fluid. He's halfway across the world finishing up his duties with FS1. As soon as he's all wrapped up, he's going to jump in here. So that could be any time uh, between now and the next 10 minutes. So that's going to be a great conversation to have the lead studio man for FS1 live in Russia. But we also want to hear from you. I'm all hashtag Team Kawhi, all about it. And, you know, it's interesting. People are also trying to read the reports that are coming out with regard to where does he actually want to be. At first it was, well, he wants to be in Los Angeles, preferably the Lakers. But that, you know, makes you think maybe Clippers. And and there might be some others as well that could get their hands on him. I'm starting to hear a lot more behind the scenes that states Kawhi wants to play for the Lakers. And if he wants to do that in the next calendar year, he can. He can do that a year from now if he wants. Right. And if that message gets to the Lakers, they make the necessary moves to prepare themselves to have the cap space available to have Kawhi Leonard in a year. Meantime, the Spurs, uh, the report there was Lakers called. They wouldn't even take the phone call. So that becomes a massive game of chicken, and the longer it goes – the more it starts to tilt towards Kawhi's favor. So I don't know. This whole Spurs idea, we're not dealing with the Lakers. I don't know how much longer they're going to have the ability to do that if the message is getting to all the other teams, you could trade for me, but I'm not staying. Look, here's the best part of this, is especially since I do really feel for Kawhi Leonard and I understand where he's coming from from this injury standpoint and a dissolving trust with an organization I, uh, these issues are real. I, I look at it and I say, okay, well, for the Spurs, be careful not to cut off your nose to spite your face. This is a system that's worked. This is a system that could make a recovery from this, but you aren't going to get everything you want in this situation, and that's the problem, I think, early on. While it is potentially a leverage play, maybe they could get a better offer out of the Lakers depending on how how badly they want Kawhi Leonard in the ranks immediately – Okay, yeah. And then the situation persists. I mean, they get a lot better a lot sooner with Kawhi Leonard. I mean, there's no question about that. Even if they land LeBron James alongside of him, I mean, the Lakers are interested in Kawhi because the opportunity to re-sign him after this contract expires, Go. I mean, it, it, that's where he wants to be. That's sure. where he's going to sign. So for the Lakers, there's leverage too. There's interest too. So I would say for the Spurs – don't overplay this hand because before long, right. if you have LeBron in your ranks and maybe even Paul George, and you can delay getting Kawhi until next offseason, and you're gonna you're gonna put your third jewel in your crown if you're the Lakers. I mean, I I think the Spurs could end up getting nothing for Kawhi Leonard. Mark and Rich, Fox Sports Radio Live, Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save fifteen percent or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to Geico.com or call eight hundred nine four seven auto. Only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Let's hear from you. Team Spurs or Team Kawhi? Victor here in California. Victor, thanks for calling. What's up? Uh, no problem. Thanks for taking the call, guys. I, look, I'm uh, I'm a team uh, Kawhi Leonard. Uh, I think uh, I, I, I mean I listen to a bunch of radio, you know, uh, shows, and I think it just comes down to what I think 
a lot of people are saying it just it just comes to him just wanting to play in L.A. I mean, you can we can all debate and argue about the problems they're having inside the house with you know the coaching and the doctors and the uh, and teammates themselves criticizing him, but at the end of the day, guys, everybody knows that he just wants to be in L.A. Well, Victor, yeah, Victor, who knows how long that's actually been the case. Thanks, Victor. And you know what? If that is truly his motivation, that's that's totally within his rights. Um, But it it, it certainly seems like he is upset by something that took place along the road, if not multiple things with the Spurs. And for whatever reason, Rich, it seems to me like the outside public, especially – you know, former members of the Spurs and the NBA community, they're not taking that into account. It's like Kawhi hasn't told everybody what ticked him off, so therefore it doesn't exist. Well, I'm like, no, it exists. Yeah. Just because he didn't tell you what it is doesn't mean it doesn't count. Look, we understand what this is about. I mean, just, just from some of the actions taken and some of the sourced reports out of his side, I mean, you just you can't hide everything all the time. It's something to do with this medical issue. So we will see where this goes. But let's hear from the other side. Nathan, you're up next. You have thoughts on how maybe it is the Spurs who are guiltless in this whole situation, or how far are you on the Spurs' side here? Okay, I am 100% on the Spurs' side. I think it's completely absurd for anybody to disrespect the Spurs' organization by saying that they can't be trusted, by, uh, the team doctors can't be trusted. We've put Tim Duncan in the Hall of Fame, David Robinson, Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, all of these guys have had fairly significant injuries. Tim Duncan with the knee. How, can, how is it us that we cannot be trusted? All of a sudden, Kawhi comes in, gets injured the way that he does, misses the entire season. Yes, Tony Parker, I do agree he should not have said what he said about, oh, I had the same injury. I agree with that. But as far as trusting the Spurs in the organization, as far as the team doctors go, it's absurd. You're talking about ah. the Patriots of the NBA. No, no. Look, Nathan, and thanks for the call. I think the one thing that we're missing here is the fact that your interests aren't aligned with the team medical staff. Not your at interests all. as an athlete are to obviously be the healthiest athlete you possibly can. The interests of the medical staff is to have the healthiest group play for a championship. I mean, that's that suggesting that you're going to be 100% every night, maybe not even 80%. But if you can win games, if you can take the floor and get them enough points or or spend enough time on the defensive side to be the deciding factor whether or not you win or lose games, that's all that really matters. And so, yeah, I get it. This feels like he's thumbing his nose at the Spurs and their medical staff who have taken care of him throughout his career. Sure. But it's not the case. Trust me, this has come from a perspective who knows. I had an injury end my career. If they could have squeezed a couple more games out of me that while they were grooming my replacement, they would have. Yep. And they tried to. Yep. All right. Mark and Rich, 877-99 on Fox. More of your calls ahead. Rob Stone's going to join us in just a moment from Russia as well. Fox Sports Radio. All right, Mark and Rich, Fox Sports Radio. Great news. Quick way you could save some money, switch to Geico. Go to geico.com and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Let's do this with our buddy Rob Stone, who, of course, is leading the studio efforts for FS1 and Fox. 
across the world in Russia in what is turning out to be a fantastic World Cup. Rob now joins us live. Rob, I know it's incredibly busy over there, so thank you so much for making some time for us. Really appreciate it. That was an unbelievable match that just took place, uh, you know, a handful of minutes ago. Just finished up uh, right before the top of the hour. Germany beat Sweden 2-1, and it was kind of the soccer version of a buzzer beater. How would you describe the energy down the stretch of that match? Well, it's a it's a reminder that you need to watch every single World Cup game because you just have no clue what's going to happen, particularly this this tournament. Uh, you know, we we came into it with a ton of storylines and. I think every day when we're, you know, walking back to our hotel, we're digesting even more and more. And, you know, as soon as Tony Cruz hits this, this game winner, um, you know, deep into stoppage time, then news starts coming out about this, uh, this unrest in the Argentinian, Argentinian camp. So uh, it, it's constant. It's nonstop. But this goal uh, by Cruz is an absolute tournament changer. Uh, not just for Germany, but I think that the whole face of the tournament, because at one point you're looking at a Russian team, the lowest-ranked team in the tournament, already through to the next round, and Germany sitting on zero points. Uh, nobody, nobody would have put odds on that. And, uh, and, you know, again, Germany down a man as well, and, and with just this beautifully executed free kick when they knew that this was essentially it for them. It was, it was last call at the saloon, and they had to come up with something. Uh, and the way Cruz stuck it uh, was just gorgeous. And I, I think I love it even more because um, it, it came from a really unheralded guy. You know, he plays for Real Madrid, and everybody's so busy talking about all the other talents that, you know, when you're tired of naming um, uh, the litany of stars on Real Madrid, eventually you get to Tony Cruz. And at some point you're like, wait a second, this is the guy that really kind of keeps him together. This is the guy that makes Real Madrid click, and now he's doing it for Germany. And, uh, you know, the headlines were writing themselves in Germany until he dropped that free kick in and stop his time. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I was reading up about the German team after the loss to Mexico and how they were being slammed by the press in their home country, also sort of boycotting the media appointments that they had set up uh, exceeding that match. You know, now with this win... Do you think they're going to get back out there and sort of try to repair their image in some ways? This is a veteran squad. It seems a little sensitive to to want to take a step back from the media a- after losing the opening match. Yeah, you know, I think there was a reaction to the fact that uh, the manager, Yogi Love, said, look, we, we need to put the focus back on us. Let's internalize things. We've had all this hype and these expectations that have placed on us for four years not just in Germany, but worldwide. You know, everybody was listing them as one of the favorites to win it all this summer in Russia. And, you know, one game changes everything at the World Cup. And they absolutely dominated possession. They completely outshot Mexico in the first game, but they walk out of there with the loss. And all of a sudden, that just ramps up the value and the importance of their final two games that essentially become, you know, a must-win scenario for them. So i got no problems with them kind of circling the wagons and, and closing the ranks and saying, hey, guys, let's remember it's, it's about us. We're, we're this team, and let's let's talk about it. Let's not talk about it in the media. Let's talk about it face to face in a room and, and solve any differences, any issues we may have, and then let's move on, come together, and and get a result. And you know, for large stretches of that game, they were not getting the result they needed. You know, a, a draw was fine. That was a lifeline, but they needed a win. They really needed those three points. Otherwise, you know, the whole um, it was probably going to be too big for them. And, and really, they they really didn't control their destiny. Um, and, and now they know what they need to do, and they can take care of it versus South Korea, providing um, you know they get the goals to come because they've been dominating play both games. Uh, but 
goals have been really, really tough to come by for them. And let's see if this kind of triggers things for them. Rob Stone on the World Cup, Fox Sports Radio. All right, Rob, let's get over to Argentina. Uh, what is your read on just the kind of emotional health of that team and uh, yeah. of, of Messi? Are, are, are we fair to this guy that, that we put the entire World Cup world on the shoulders of one soccer player in a team sport? Yes and no. He's a wonderful talent. He's a fantastic player. I think a lot of people realize that this Argentinian team is not as good as a lot of folks want them to. Uh, you know, want to believe how good they are. Just because Messi's on that side doesn't make him the world beaters. But you know, I would say he's got a better supporting cast than Ronaldo has for Portugal. And Portugal's you know steamrolling their way through and, and getting the results that they need. And and Ronaldo is stepping up. You know, he's doing what his country needs of him. You know, he's got that. Hand on his heart. He's singing the national anthem. He's busting his tail back. He's scoring goals. He's doing what his team needs. And meanwhile, you look at the national anthem of, of Argentina's last game, and when it ends to Messi, your captain, your leader, you know, this icon, a living legend, he's sitting there swiping sweat off his forehead and just looking like he cannot handle this, like he needs to be somewhere else. Like give him a you know, give him a lunch bag and let him breathe into it so he can he can handle himself. And then the nonverbals after the loss, you know, where the team just just folded, and he walks off the field. You know, he doesn't exhibit this leadership. Uh, I don't think it's in his DNA, and it's time for some other people in Argentina to step up, and now we're talking about this potential coup inside the team ranks and, and trying to push away the manager and call the shots and, and call the lineup on what's going to happen when they take on Nigeria uh, in a few days. It's, it's fascinating drama. It's great theater. And, look, a train wreck is coming. I'm I'm taking out my my lawn chair and I'm sitting down and I'm ready to watch it. <laughs> yeah, rep- <laughs> you gotta you gotta talk Messi and Ronaldo if you're talking World Cup. This may be the last time we're able to do it, but Mexico has really impressed me out of the group they're playing in, sure and we're concentrating on that because we just obviously saw that win Germany over Sweden. What are their chances of winning this whole thing? A representative from North America. <sighs> That's a good one. Um, you know, they're they're killing you on the counterattack, but you, you just wonder how many more times they can continue to survive that way. But they've got great heart. They have this wonderful team belief, which hasn't always been the case. Uh, in the past, this Mexican team, a lot of people would say their, their psyche was frail, um, and, and you could push them around and you could beat them down. But now I think they're mentally stronger than they've ever been as a soccer nation. Uh, and I think that's going to serve them well and, and probably get them a little bit deeper into this tournament than most had pegged them for. I, I like them. They're entertaining. They're fun to watch. Uh, do I think they can win it all? I, I, I'm not quite sold there yet because, uh, you know, Belgium and Croatia have come in and made some early statements. And, again, it's just two games, and you forget this is a tournament, and, and you don't want to peak too early. It's that slow burn. You know, not a lot of people are talking about Spain right now, but just, you know, you kind of got to get through the group stage, and these round of 16 matchups are going to be absolutely yep. incredible. I, I like Mexico. I love what they're doing right now. Rob, we have the legs to go the distance. Not sure. We got about ten seconds. Thank you so much, bud. You got it, guys. Have a good weekend. There he goes, Rob Stone on Fox. All right, Rob Stone was great. Oh yeah, all the way across the world in Russia. And Bill Plasky will join us in a half hour. He's a little closer to where we are here <laughs> in our Los Angeles studios. It's Mark and Rich live uh, Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more on car insurance. Geico.com for a free rate quote. Having a good conversation about Kawhi Leonard. 
Team Kawhi or Team Spurs, 877-99 on Fox. And Rich, I think I've I think I've noticed a little something about the poll that we're taking right now. You know, polls often, uh, they've got uh, a margin for error. Uh, as we saw in the uh, most recent presidential election, sometimes they're not worth a hill of beans. Sometimes, yes, sometimes a little inaccurate, All right. uh, slightly inaccurate. All right, so here's the poll I'm noticing that we're taking as we just simply take phone calls from around the nation. Those in the vicinity of Los Angeles, California, are all on Team Kawhi. Oh, weird. Those who aren't are on Team Spurs. Could we argue that these <laughs> L.A. fans are pandering? Oh, uh, yeah. Why are you on Team Kawhi? Well, because we want him. Yeah. But that's not where I'm coming from. Fox Sports Radio's got a sounder that they play to make fun of me for my Warrior fandom. Yes. I'm simply on Team Kawhi for a multitude of reasons this guy deserves, first of all, some capital. He, to me, it's Warrior Willard. Thank you. He he has earned it. He has been awesome on the court. He's been awesome off the court. He's earned the benefit of the doubt. But let me go to the next one. You know what I've decided we don't like? We don't like quiet. We say we do. Hey, LeVar Ball, shut up already. But we don't like quiet. Here are three people who have been incredibly quiet over the last year and a half to the point where they started getting criticized for it. Yeah. Kawhi is one. Yeah, well, absolutely. Colin Kaepernick is another. And Andrew Luck is another. And don't we understand? That's just our own frustration. You can't take quiet and start putting words and emotions Inside other people. Well, we don't know what it means. In fairness. And it's their right to be quiet, at least to the public. In fairness, it's almost a responsibility now as a public figure to connect with your fans on social media. Hmm. It's it's almost a requirement. Really? It isn't. It isn't. Okay. But think about how rare it is that somebody isn't. Isn't active promoting their brand on social media. I mean, Lamar I Jackson. Those, I think those are the healthier people, you, by the way. You miss Lamar Jackson. Well, maybe, but actually, maybe not. Mm. Because think about the people who, like, you know, they get they stick their head in the ground and they never learn about computers. They get passed by on job opportunities. What do you mean you don't know Microsoft Excel? Are you out of your mind? No, that's fair. You got to catch up. Throw the typewriter away. Look, this computer does it all. I don't trust them. You know, you ever <laughs> meet an old person who's still writing checks and you're like, all right, well, yeah, I mean, you, you could argue it's more I, secure. I wrote a check earlier today. Does yeah, that make some, me a piece of some, ancient some, uh, artifacts here? Some people like yourself still do that, and that's really <laughs> alarming. But there, most of us, the babysitter at the house, I gave her a check. I could Venmo her. I could. Yeah. I just gave her a check. Oh, you What's should, you big weirdo. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Look, I still write checks too sometimes. But as society changes, the people who are more well-adjusted are people who really do adopt the new changes, the ev- evolution, the adapt-or-die policy. It's real. Yeah. And and a guy like Lamar Jackson got a ton of shade for his, his quiet like just almost a uh, complete like it, it took a, it 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 took NFL teams a, a little doing to get in touch with this guy for pre-draft visits. So that's another guy. In this day and age, when you're that quiet, when you're that detached, it almost sends up red flags because the next question is why? What are you hiding? Well, I I think that there's room for it if you're able to answer that question. Uh, one of my favorite sports writers out there, and he's not just sports, Wright Thompson. Does everybody remember like five years ago 
that biopic uh, uh, on Tiger Woods, oh, that yeah. article that just never ended, and you didn't care because it was so interesting and so amazing. You read the thing from top to bottom. That's Wright Thompson who wrote that. He's one of the best out there. And uh, he was talking about Twitter one time, and he was like, I was on there, and I got off there in a red second. And people were like, why? He's like, because why would I do that? He goes, this is a negative place. It, it, it's just absolutely everything about our society that's bad, all jawing with one another in one spot. He's like, I want nothing to do with it. Now, look, I'm not saying that's the right way. I'm on there. I, I, I love social media. But I don't think inherently, if you're not, that means you're well, not you're not keeping up with the times think, necessarily. Think how rare that is, though. Yeah. I mean, really, honestly, think about how In rare the Spurs organization. It's not rare at all. I look. I'm I'm telling you right now. That's that's going the way of the dinosaurs. Like this idea that everything stays in house. The Patriots are having the same problem because they are resistant to that change because it's going to change the way that they are going to have to manage their organization. And that organization has provided success over the span of two decades, very similar to the Spurs. This is the situation that they are faced with. Either A, A, amend to the times, and that includes a player like Kawhi, or B, eventually get lost in the wash. Because players are going to be resistant to you telling them how to use their social media platforms. They're going to be resistant to you telling them, no, 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 this is about us, not about you. Yeah. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. The same way you're defending Kawhi for his decisions about his own body, there are a lot of people who look at their social media platform as an opportunity to connect with fans, build their brand. It is just as important to the health of their career as whether or not they have working needs. Well, it depends on whether or not they want that career. Because it's there a vehicle a to promote themselves. But so there, there are a lot of athletes out there. Listen, I won't even mention uh, one of one of their names, but he's a, a major baseball player. Sure. And uh, I'm friends with someone who's on his agent team. And uh, he it, you know, put his name on some investments and some business outfits that were out there. And uh, he admitted at one point to his agent, he's like, you know, I, I do this because you guys tell me to. He goes, I, I, I don't have any interest in this. I don't, I, I just want to play baseball. Right. And, uh, and he's got a great brand. He's been very successful. He is on social media, but you don't see him do a lot. Like he uses social media because he works with a major charity and there's, there's, there's publicity there. You don't see him on there you know, poking back and forth with other people, and it's fine. Well, I mean, quite frankly, he's still, though, adopting. You know what I mean? Like, he still understands the the pertinence and the reality of yeah, the that, situation. That's fair. That's like, fair. you know, he's he's using social media to exp- expand his brand, to get word out about the philanthropic things that he does. Maybe, yeah, it's guided away from sports and it's towards something that uh, uh, caused close to his heart. But for an athlete to have zero – zero impression on social media for a guy to to not speak to anybody in a meaningful way outside of the locker room or clubhouse or or what have you it's it's odd it is an oddity in sports so for those people who are out against Kawhi and saying why haven't we heard from him I'll defend them for as much as this. Like, I'll say, yeah, it's, it's very strange that he doesn't speak to people about what's going on in his life because that isn't the norm anymore. People broadcast their breakfast. Right. 
I, I mean, it's just what it is these days. And so, their lunch and their dinner and their snacks. And honestly. It's crazy that you just ate a salad without taking a picture I, of it. I, I don't I know mean, why quite, you didn't. Like, quite quite frankly, because I took the first bite and I'm like, oh, well, now the avocado's ruined. That's not going to make a <laughs> good picture. Right. So, yeah, look, I mean, it is. It is the oddity to not share. Yeah. People overshare as opposed to undershare. And so so Kawhi is 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 – is an oddity here from that standpoint. So that's where some of the negativity comes from because, like you said, in silence, people fill in the blanks. All right, 877-99 on Fox. You on Team Kawhi or you on Team Spurs? Let's go to Jay in San Antonio. This ought to be interesting. Jay, thanks for calling. Thanks for calling. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah. I'm Team Kawhi, but I had three th- I had to thing to tell you first. There's going to be three things that never go away. Checks, landlines, and newspapers. And newspapers. I heard They're checks and away. newspapers. Checks, what was the landlines, and, land newspapers. and newspapers. Yeah. Never okay, go away. check this out, Jay. I do what? not subscribe to any newspaper. I do not go. have a landline at my house. I do. St- I do still write checks when when the babysitter comes over. But With that's probably not. Away, I, no, I disagree with you. I disagree with you completely. By the way, um, my my uh, my sister made fun of me a couple of weeks ago. Because uh-huh. I mentioned taking a hard check to the bank and depositing it. Just what the hell wow. are you doing? Just why would you go to the <laughs> bank to deposit a check? She's like, what are, you, what, wow. what, are you, what are you, an idiot? She's like, you take a picture of it and then you dink, 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 and it's in. And I'm like, yeah, I, you know, I'm, maybe I'm a little slow on that. But, but Jay, it is going to go away, man. Okay. Um, I got two points. Uh, I'm Team Kawhi. I think both camps made mistakes, but the two major mistakes – uh, the Spurs made was when Pop went out and said that he was cleared to play. The Spurs have been in-house for 20 years. And like you said about Kawhi, even though he's quiet, he's been consistent. The Spurs have always been consistent. So that was the first mistake. Second mistake was when Tony Parker said my injury was 100 times worse. Yep. I was a Tony Parker fan. I lost respect for that. When you get to the pro level, one, two things you don't talk about. Is money and injury. I'll hang up and listen, fellas. All right, Jay, thank you. Great call. And I agree that, by the way, that was the one that really threw my eyebrows up in the air. And we have heard reports. Again, you never know exactly what, what's really going on, what's true and what's false. But we've heard reports that that was the one that really sent Kawhi over the edge. Tony Parker's comments about his specific injury. He broke and, the code. And oh, by the way, mine was way worse. It's like, no, nah, yeah, how he the broke heck the code. Could you even know that? Listen, when you're a player in a locker room, you don't do that to your teammates. I don't care if you're Tony Parker, Mono Ginobili. It doesn't matter how long you've played and how veteran your status may be with the organization you're playing with. He broke the code. You don't talk about another man's money, and you don't talk about another man's injury. This was actually something we learned in the Patriots' way when I was with New England. I was drafted by them, and I sat in those squad meetings. Whenever you're asked about somebody else's situation, you defer to that person. You say, you got to talk to Brady. You got to talk to Gronk. I don't know. I can't speak on his contract squabblings. That's between the Patriots and Gronkowski. Or his body. His locker's down there. Yeah, I can't speak on whether or not he's going to be back from the thumb I don't know his thumb. I don't know his uh, prep. You're going to have to talk to Brady about it. When when Tony Parker was asked about Kawhi's injury, he could have offered, yeah, I had that injury myself. It's a tough one. Uh, so we hope to have him back soon. But the fact that he went and mine was worse and I was back in eight months, it is literally a shot across the bow yep. saying, yeah, Kawhi, so show up. Show up.
Mark and Rich, Fox Sports Radio. More of your calls on this 877-99 on Fox coming up next. Plus, also ahead, one NBA star just knocked another one out of town. Tell you who we're talking about next. All right, Plasky in 10 minutes, Mark and Rich, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, We're getting to this Kawhi stuff, and there's another NBA move that just took place yesterday that I think is going to have an effect on free agency and the way this plays out for the Lakers. We'll have that for you in less than five minutes. Let's go back to Texas, though. Let's hear from Francis, who wants to either join Team Kawhi or Team Spurs. Hey, Francis, thanks for calling. Uh, Team Spurs all the way for sure. Why we got we've got to go back to history here. Uh, when Tim Duncan won his fifth championship there, and he retired, Kawhi Leonard was the next Hall of Fame player that was going to lead the Spurs for the race for safe. And the whole team gathered around keeping Parker and Ginobili for one more championship. Brought in the biggest free agent that year after uh, Duncan retired, which was um, Lamarcus Aldridge. And this was a team that was going to run for another championship. When when he got hurt in that Golden State game, the playoffs, where he got undercut, as you know, yep. uh, the Spurs probably could have won the championship if they'd have won that series. And unfortunately, since then, it's just been downhill. When when he was hurt again with this uh, thigh tendonitis issue, um, and Tony Parker had a similar injury, um, nobody really knew when he was going to come back during the season. And when he did come back in December, uh, he played nine games and he played fairly well, double digits and in, in, in scoring and rebounds. But he said he was playing with pain, so he needed to sit out. When the Spurs, uh, Spurs uh, doctor said he was clear to play, but he couldn't play with pain, uh, it became an uncertain thing, lost the trust. He seeks his own medical opinion. So, Francis, we, we, Francis, you're going through the timeline. We all understand the timeline. Why do you, wh- you, you still need to get to why you're on Team Spurs. What did Kawhi do wrong? Well, what, what Kawhi did wrong was there was a team meeting with the players, and he basically said, I can't play. And okay. so the players who, who were there to, to, to stick around for one more championship felt betrayed. They brought in Gasol. They brought in Rudy Gay. They were going to go for one, and he's not—he's not, he's not uh, communicating. He said, "I just can't play." The, 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 the that, fans, the media, is, were asking Francis, a question. Francis, that is communicating. Francis, that is communicating. He told them, "I can't play." He's hurt. You—you—you—you seem to—you seem to be thinking because everybody else rallied and said, "Let's make one more try for a championship." Somehow, Kawhi's body. Uh, has to respond to that. What if it didn't? Yeah, that body, that body can't be at the playoffs when they're, when they're running. That team's Francis, playing. He didn't show up at the playoffs. So do, why? Hey, Francis, the Francis do you do you he have a do you have a kid? Do you do you have children? Of course. Okay, so if one of your <laughs> kids, okay, well, I mean, of that, course I do. Well, yeah, you're, you're damn right, I do. I I have had <laughs> sexual relations with that woman. I am a procreating citizen of this world. Okay, well, check I it out, friend. Four, I got four. Okay, I got four. Uh, well, one of your four right. kids, one of your four kids, has has an injury, and his team's in the playoffs, and you and your family has deemed him too injured to play in the playoffs, and everybody's on board with that decision except for his teammates. Like, wouldn't you take the same opinion that we're having with Kawhi here? Look, we communicated. He just can't go. I understand this is a big game, a big moment for this team, but sometimes you have to take personal injury, personal health over the health of a squad, right? Well, fair enough, but you know what? I wouldn't take my kid and say, you're not going to even show up to the to the playoff games. You're just still 
Give him the support your team show up on the bench. Well, he Francis, didn't do that. Francis, he didn't I know, I know that. that. I, well, but he did. He said I can't play. And Fr- Francis, thank you. I know that this is emotional, especially for some Spurs fans that Kawhi didn't show up to some of the playoff games. Let me just say this: the story had already been written by then. You have to understand that wasn't the start of this. That was the end of this. Right, right. So right. when 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 people go, oh, he didn't show up. Well, Kawhi again, because he's quiet. He doesn't go to the public and tell you why he didn't show up. But what I'm confident in, especially since we've known Kawhi for so long, he had his reasons. Remember, the Spurs are the ones, I keep saying this, they've ripped him publicly. He has not ripped them. That matters to him. His way and some people's way, when you attack them, is to just be like, I'm going to go the other way. I'm out of here. And so that's what he did in the playoffs. You don't have to like it, but I promise you, Kawhi wasn't doing that for no reason at all. Yeah, I look, I, I mean, I have respect for a lot of the individuals here. I had a lot more respect for Tony Parker before he made his comments yep. about Kawhi Leonard, actually. I mean, I would say that to the man's face. I don't think it's right to talk about another man's injury in comparison to your own. Maybe he knows more to this story and he's not tipping his hand, but if that information isn't comfortable to be shared – Neither should your comparison to injury. I just think it was a misstep by him, and I think it was a resounding and resonant one for Kawhi Leonard. But I do have a ton of respect for this brand and for Popovich and this ownership and what they've been able to do over two decades. So, yeah, I'm at odds with the situation, too, because I look at this Spurs team and this organization, I say, buttoned up, uh, champions, really good at, at controlling the narrative, So I say, what's happened here? And it really feels like there's more dysfunction, more unbuttoning happening on the side of the Spurs than it really and truly is happening on the side of Kawhi. I feel like it's been a singular message from Kawhi's camp. I need to get healthy. And from the Spurs camp, it's 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 a lot of toe tapping and staring at their wristwatch going, <laughs> okay, so when Kawhi, and then that frustration is spilled over into the media. And it's made for this firestorm where you have to pick sides. So if you have a a target of your ire, for me, it's a lot easier to look at the Spurs and be like, geez, you guys really fumbled this one. That's just from my standpoint. I agree. Larry in Las Vegas real quick. Larry, thanks for calling. What's up? Larry there? hear me? Yep. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yep. Hey, bro, I want to say this real quick, man. I'm I'm, I'm team Spurs, man, because – as long as I've been watching basketball, I've never seen Popovich misuse his horses. He keep them good. He Timmy them. He always made sure they got rest. So I don't know. I don't really. I don't buy that. And to me, it just all started when Kawhi actually was denied by the Michael Jordan company with his contract. Remember that? If you Google it, I think he's one of the ones with the the least expensive shoe deal with Michael Jordan because Jordan told him that he doesn't like that uh that market he's in. So I think it's fake news. I don't really think it's like that. Well, Larry, uh, I, I will just say this. Thank you for the call. Uh, you Kawhi, are fake news. Kawhi Leonard is not the first one to say, I don't like what's going on here with Greg Popovich. You can't say that he's kept all of his stars in line because a year ago, LaMarcus Aldridge asked for a trade. Now, Greg Popovich talked him off the ledge, but something got LaMarcus all the way to that point. Oh, yeah. Something got him there. So uh, really since, and, and and I do draw a line here, Duncan, Parker, Ginobili, they all had one message. Well, that's the old guard. What's the new guard? LaMarcus and Kawhi. 
and they've asked for trades in consecutive years. That means something. That absolutely means something. Something, as you pointed out, is wobbly inside the organization. Yeah, and it's whether it's something that's changed for the organization or it is just an unbending will to the times. Either way, that's that's bad. Like, if you think about the Patriots with all the dysfunction that they had supposedly going on last season, with the controversy between whether or not it was going to be Brady or Garoppolo traded to the 49ers midseason and Brissett being shipped off to the Colts, and uh, some of the issues that we're hearing come out now about Gronkowski, okay, they still contended for a Super Bowl last season. Yep. You know, so for whatever reason, they were able to keep this from disrailing and maybe it is Tom Brady, and and he was able to forego some more of himself to buy into the Patriot way one last time, and we'll see what happens this season. But they've been able to keep it on path. That's the reason why everybody's eyebrows are raised here, because they didn't, because they limped into the playoffs and got swept without their star. And now, speculating, swirling around whether or not he'll ever be a Spur again, and he's still under contract with them. It's a bad look. And it's something that needs to be resolved. And if you're going to point your blame at Kawhi, that's fine. But understand, you're pointing your blame at a guy who went, I can't play, that's all I can say right now, and the rest has been filled in for him. Plasky in 90 seconds. Also want to mention, and we'll have this conversation with Bill, Carmelo Anthony opted in to the Oklahoma City Thunder for $27.9 million. Please, please. And maybe I'll end up with egg on my face here. But we got to stop with this. You know, Paul George might stay. You got to be kidding me. Like, if there's anything that I've seen so far this month that I'm like, I don't believe that for one second, it's the idea that Paul George (laughs) is going to sign back up to play with Russell Westbrook and $28 million of Carmelo Anthony on a team that got bounced in round one by by the Utah Jazz. Like, no, no way. All right, Plasky's coming up in just a second. We'll get to that with him. Uh, Here's Gascon as well. We're going to get to all kinds of stuff with David Gascon on a World Cup Saturday. Guys, uh, Mark, I probably need your your credit card, too. I've been taking a look at Phoenix Suns season tickets for next season. Yeah, uh, yeah. That could be really fun. Well, remember, I don't use a credit card. I just sign checks. (laughs) You're going to need his checkbook. So, yeah, we're going to – I'm going to take you to 7-Eleven, get a money order. Yeah, we're going to get in the covered wagon and drive to my house after the show. (laughs) But before that, let's count out exactly how much I have to spare on my (laughs) abacus. Uh, Guys, we'll we'll start things off with the FIFA World Cup today because there was plenty of action. Three matches are now in the books, and including a a match between Germany and Sweden that needed stoppage time to decide a winner. Royce is right there to touch it to a close one out. Fire off from him and scores! This was on Fox, and Germany was actually down a player, but on a set piece in stoppage time, they win it. 2-1 was the final. They trailed actually one nothing at the end of the first half. Other finals from earlier today, Belgium took apart Tunisia 5-2, and it was Mexico 2-1 winners over South Korea in Group F. They have six points now through two matches. Onward to Major League Baseball tonight, Dodgers and Mets. Clayton Kershaw activated from the disabled list. He was off for three weeks, but making his ninth start of the season against Jacob DeGrom. He's got a 5-2 record and a 151 ERA. 
few ball games in progress. Yankees are trailing right now in Tampa, three to nothing. Padres and Giants, one one. Marlins six, Rockies two. Rangers all over the Twins, nine to four. And the Arizona Diamondbacks continue to play a good ball right now. They lead in Pittsburgh after a lengthy delay. It's four nothing. D backs in the bottom of the third inning. Onward to Mr. Plashke. Yes, indeed, Dave. Good stuff. Live Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Indeed, great columnist, L.A. Times, for many years, Bill Plashke, now joining us on Fox Sports Radio. Bill, I was just saying that, you know, 27.9 million, Carmelo Anthony opts in. Yet there are reporters out there going like, hey, Paul George might stay in OKC, and I'm laughing. Like, there, there's no way he's signing back up for that, is there? I know. I don't know. I mean, we're not hearing. It's quiet, and that's not good. I mean, I don't know. It's not. You would think, and we talked about this before, Mark, he's probably already made up his mind. I mean, my goodness, he's probably made up his mind probably a month ago. But we haven't heard anything, and you'd think something would leak out from his camp because he wants to be here so badly. I mean, I don't know. I just don't think the quiet no, is good. Although, no. although I need to, I need to pause here to give a, a special shout out tribute to Bruce Bowen. Did you see what Bruce Bowen's comments were this week? I hated Bruce Bowen's comments this week. Brew, here's here's why it's a tribute because Bruce Bowen came out, ripped Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Where does Bruce Bowen work? Who does he work for right now? <laughs> he works for the Clippers. Yes. And the Clippers are trying to trade for him Ugh. and sign him. Oh, that's actually a good point. I forgot <laughs> oh that he's working God. for are the you, Clippers. Are you kidding me? Are you, <laughs> he's, their, he's their color announcer. Yes. Yes. Not <laughs> a good look. No, <laughs> not a good recruiting pitch. Jerry West probably was not thrilled to hear that. Yeah, Kawhi, I'm going to come 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 to the Clippers and have my games called because I think from what I was understanding, the Clippers were are an option for Kawhi if if the Spurs won't deal with the Lakers. You know, they can go to the Clippers at least get to L.A. But not a good op, not a good place to to perhaps re-sign and spend the rest of your career if you think this gentleman is going to be announcing your games who just ripped you. All up and up and down. <laughs> Not a good pitch. You know, I, I mean, the Lakers are clearly shaking all these trees, but the Acorns may land in the Clippers' yard too. I mean, Paul George to the Clippers is that a possibility? Yeah, well, you know, his family that the Clippers often talk about how when he came out here last week. I think we talked about this before when he came out here last season when OKC played a weekend series of games against the Clippers and Lakers. Uh, Paul George's family took took the tickets to the Clippers games, not the Lakers games. And they wore Clipper gear. Oh, I don't, know, I don't know what that means. But, no, yeah, sure, there's a possibility of that. With Jerry West, there's a possibility of anything happening. But I just think, again, I think of George, I just don't think the quiet is good for the Lakers. I just don't think, and I could be ter- you know, completely wrong here, but I just think if George, was gonna, you know, if George had decided to come to the Lakers already like we all think he had, we probably would have heard something by now, well, right? Well, you and, know and, what? And, 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 uh, Bill, I'm not sure that it's quiet. Uh, I, I see a June 13th tweet from Jeannie Buss that says, do not ever underestimate, nothing else to say, that got everybody going. I also see a closed-door meeting run by Jeannie Buss to remind every single one of their employees, do not tamper. This sounds like somebody who's got something in the hip pocket and is trying to make sure nobody messes it up. That's what it sounds like to me. Or you could say the tampering is because it cost Magic cost them $500,000 last year for tampering, <laughs> and they're worried about that. Which I fell mean, out I of mean, Jeannie I, Buss's shoe while she was walking over to the uh, well, kitchen yeah, this morning. I mean, 
that's true too. You know, the the tampering thing could and there could be something there, but I just think we would have heard from George's. And so you're so you're 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 the opinion of of if if Anthony's there, why would Paul George want to come back? Well, maybe Paul George thinks they can they can figure out and get it and make it work. I mean, maybe he figures they can make it work for the extra money. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I you know I'm hearing I'm hearing he's you know he's thinking more about OKC. That's what I'm hearing. But uh, again. It's it's all such an unknown. It's just the you know the, the bottom line is the Lakers have got to make something happen, and they have to stop acting like people just want to come because they're the Lakers, because they're not the Lakers anymore. They need to sell themselves as underdogs. Frankly, it's going to sound crazy, but they need to, and that's how they got to sell themselves. You know, the NBA these tampering fines, their slaps on the wrist. You know, I was I was thinking about how the NBA may step in on another issue going on, and it happens during the NBA draft. You have media members tipping off picks. And this time it actually affected whether or not Hawks uh, GM uh, uh, Travis Schlenk was going to trade up to get the guy he wanted out of Maryland or not. And so he decides, oh, no, I know who they're about to pick ahead of me, so no trade needed. Is the NBA going to step in and put a kibosh on this stuff, or can they? Even? Yeah, yeah, I don't, I'm stunned. So I guess the team that got hurt in that, was the Hawks or the Bucks? Which no, one yeah, the team, that? the team ahead of the Hawks. The Bucks were probably right. the Hawks were going to call them and make an offer, and yes. then they realized they so didn't the Bucks, have to. So the Bucks got to look. So when, if you're tipping draft picks, where's that coming from? Who's who's giving the, the info? It's got to be from the team itself, right? So the Bucks have got to do an internal investigation. And the Bucks, yeah, the Bucks cost themselves assets with that, and that's. But I think that's, that's a team by team basis. They have to, you know, they have to uh, monitor themselves. But you said you said a slap on a wrist. The Lakers did not think that five hundred grand was a slap in the wrist. They were upset. Mm. They were upset with Magic on that. They were not happy with that, and I know that for a fact. So yeah. I just think that that has something to do with it. And uh, and also this thing about Kawhi, you know, the Spurs not wanting to talk about Kawhi. I think that's early yet. I mean, I think that could you know that could that could change. I think that could change well, as this as the summer goes on. Yeah, Bill, don't you think they're going to have to? Like, I, I I understand right now that people are like, "Hey, Kawhi might like the Clippers." I think that was statement one, and it was early. I from what I'm hearing now, statement two, at least privately, is look, uh, if you don't trade me the Lakers, I'm going to go there next July. And if every other team hears that, nobody's trading for him. I know that's 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 what I'm saying. So I mean, the Spurs. The Spurs have got to have got to get common sense and realize the Lakers, you know, will trade them anything to get this guy. And again, and, and this is the whole key for the Lakers too is that I don't think I think the one thing we all pretty much know that everybody's pretty much solid on is that LeBron's not going to come to the Lakers alone. That would be insane, right? right. If he comes to the Lakers alone, it'd be right. great for the Laker fans. They get to watch the greatest player of all time for a couple of years. It'd be insane. So he's not going to come alone. So I think that's the thing is that some other domino has got to fall. And if it's not Kawhi, then it's got to be Paul George. And that's why I'm a little bit worried now because, again, you say it's the, the silence is a good thing. I don't know if it's a good thing or not. I mean, the guy's from out here. His family's out here. Somebody should be talking by now. If he's already signed up, somebody should be, in my opinion, somebody should be talking by now. Yeah, there's so, so maybe this thing is, is getting prolonged now more longer than we thought it was going to be. It's all speculation because there's nothing to fill in those silent times. You know, I'm thinking about a guy out here in L.A., Kershaw. You know, another another K uh, letter first name, Gray. Kawhi's the other one. You know, he's looked at as a battler with the Dodgers, and Kawhi now is getting the opposite reputation, you know, if you're able to push one way with a player because he's willing to play through injury, is it fair of the public to look at Kawhi and what's happened, not playing in the playoffs, not even showing up in the arena, 
and, and, and you know, cast aspersions against him for not toughing it out, so to speak. No, I don't think it's. I don't think it's. I don't think that's fair. I mean, I, I think it's. I think we, you can't have it both ways. You can. You can. You know, say Kershaw, give Kershaw all the accolades because he fights through it and he tries to earn his money out there. But if Kawhi can't play, he can't play. And I think he didn't return to the team because the team didn't want him back. You mm. can see everything they said in the locker room, everything his coach was talking about, and he wasn't going to help them. And uh, you know, uh, no, I think the players their 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 careers are so short that bless them if they want to battle through it. But I don't blame a player for trying to protect himself and protect his future and protect his family. Because, again, they'll, they'll, they'll cut these guys in a minute if they can. You know how that works. Oh, yeah. so I, you know, but, but I think Kawhi's got to play. Somebody said, well, maybe he doesn't play this year at all. He's got to play. So maybe the Spurs call his bluff and say, you're going to play with us, and, we'll, and you'll just play out the year, and we'll see what happens. We'll trade you at the trading deadline. But it'll have a lot less value at the trade. His value is lessened as the season, as this summer goes on. Bill, great stuff as always. We really appreciate you coming on. Thanks, thanks guys. And, uh, again, shout-out to Bruce Bowen for helping way yeah, to go exactly. to be a player with the Clippers. That's unbelievable. Yet another unbelievable. agent of the Lakers. Uh, maybe that's yeah. what's going on. You're right. Yeah, hey, yeah. Bill, good stuff. There he goes. Uh, Bill Plaschke, L.A. Times, joining us, Mark and Rich, Fox Sports Radio. Get back to your Kawhi calls uh, coming up next. Plus, a baseball player who's opting into a major event for maybe a reason that no one's realizing. That's around the corner. Ah, money. Um, Okay. Mark and Rich, Fox Sports Radio, back to your calls in just a second. And we got some Bryce Harper stuff for you. We got some odds stuff for you. Stick with us. So Gascon was just in here a second ago, and we got to a point that it, it seems like this conversation always does. Man, that's a lot of money to leave on the table. <laughs> Kawhi Leonard, is he really going to pass up a max deal? We've had this conversation before. I always find it fascinating that people will look at what is quote-unquote being left on the table as opposed to what you are getting a max deal with a team where you already play in many respects is not even just about your annual salary. It's just about getting another year. Like you get a fifth year if you're going to stay and sign that super max with San Antonio. So people will go, oh, he's leaving $80 million on the table. Well, yeah, 50 of which he's going to get back provided that he's healthy at the end of his four-year deal somewhere else. So now you're like, Okay, he's leaving $30 million on the table. Yeah, $30 million, it's a lot of money. But is it? I mean, honestly, at a certain point, it simply does just become a number. There is the level of wealth we're talking about. There is nothing that Kawhi Leonard, any of his family members, kids, grandkids, and great-grandkids – ever going to they don't need to spend 1 minute of their lives ever thinking about money. <laughs> well, as long so, as he's smart with it. Well, sure, <laughs> I mean, as long yeah. as he's not Johnny Depp. Yeah, right. Well, we right. read that article, right? Yeah, holy okay. Mackerel. So, as long as he's not Johnny Depp, you're never going to have to spend 1 second thinking about money. So, I always ask this, what's the difference between not having to ever think about money and not having to ever think about money? It all comes about, uh, dude, it's perspective. I mean, truly, it's goal setting and it's perspective. I remember when I was playing football professionally throughout my career, I mean, like, if you had asked me 
what $10,000 means to me then. It's very different now. Like when you're mid-earning NFL contracts versus the other side of your career and you're thinking about long-term health of investments and uh, your current salary and things like that, perspective changes. And everybody's goals in the first place are different. I can promise you my goals financially were very different from a lot of people's in the locker rooms I shared. And, And I think star to star, those goals will be different as well. Look, Kawhi, what we know about him, is he's unique. He is. He's different. This is a guy who doesn't really view things the same way as the rest of us. Perfect example is how anonymous he is on social media. You can't find a star in the NBA who isn't available on social media. You can't do it. He's the only one. Except for the star that was there when he came into the league, Tim Duncan. Uh, Perfect. Okay, so you think about even – okay, so that's even perfect. So you think about not only is he unique, but he's following a similar act in an organization and environment that empowers you to do those things. Yes. Like we like this about you, Kawhi. You're just a soldier. You go out there and you play and you stay quiet and you do it the Spurs way, and we we just love that about you. But when it came down to Kawhi and his honor – and his trust in the organization, and that they were handling his medical affairs accurately and correctly and with his best interest in mind, something fell apart. We don't know exactly what it is because we're only hearing one side of the story, and it's mostly through source reports, but something fell apart there. And to me, it really, the money comes down to perspective. If he's going to say, yeah, I'll swallow that $30 million to pay for my dignity elsewhere, yeah, that's that's what my dignity oh, no, called my dear. You there you can't put a price on that. That's what I you know, to me it's a very healthy answer. I mean, the only thing you can really be thinking about if there's a difference in your mind between 150 million dollars and 200 million dollars, the <laughs> only thing that that could be is ego. It's the only thing it could be. Don't sell me on no, it's 50 million dollars. No, it's it's ego. It's that guy, Steph Curry, makes 205. Russell Westbrook makes 205. I want to make 205 because I'm as good as those guys. I... Outside of that, it's like, like Greg Popovich himself said a few months ago, we're incredibly rich, we don't need all this money, and we should give a lot of it away. That's the perspective on okay. money that uh, yeah. Kawhi has. Well, but we don't we don't necessarily know that either because we haven't heard it from well, Kawhi it's himself. The, it's we the know, perspective that Greg has. Well, yeah, we know it from Greg, and you know what? And that's a great and and very healthy, in my opinion, perspective to have. But also, having never been there, my perspective I know on money changed when I made a bunch of it playing football. It just did. I I just looked at things very different. I looked at the world differently. I had a a different set of lenses over my eyes because things just were easier. Some things became much more difficult, but other things were a lot easier. And you like that life. You like living that life. You want it to last forever because you're insulated from a lot of the things that in my my life I, I grew up in. And, and I don't know Kawhi's situation from a personal standpoint. I don't know where he came from as far as how hard his, fa- his family fought to put food on the table. But when you have the perspective of, boy, you know, I've come so far and enough's enough. I just want my dignity. Sometimes you're willing to make that trade. But then on the other side of it, you know, on the other side of a career perhaps, you may say, boy, I missed out on some earning potential here. And that's a shame too. So he's playing. He's playing a really, a really heavy hand here 
We'll see which which side he flops on, but look, it comes down to one man's decisions. The Spurs want him. If he wants out, he's gone. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's now or if it's in free agency. It comes down to one man's mind, and nobody can guess because he won't let anybody in. Although we certainly have heard, I've heard plenty of people close to him say, yeah, money is not driving this yeah. ship. Yeah. Money is All not right. driving this ship. So, okay. Uh, 877-99 on Fox. That is the number. Mark and Rich, Fox Sports Radio. Glad you're with us on a Saturday and thankful that you are making us a part of your weekend. Coming up next, there are odds, fresh odds, in the LeBron James Derby that tell a story. We'll have that for you. Plus, the baseball star that's making a decision based on free agency. That's coming up. Well, how often do we need to learn the same lesson over and over that two people can look at the exact same thing and come away with a very different perspective? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Just take a look at our world right now, and you can see plenty of examples of that. And I would say these new LeBron James odds, you and I looked at them. Same odds, same numbers, it's math, but we kind of came away with a different takeaway. We'll have that in a couple of minutes. Mark and Rich, Fox Sports Radio, thrilled you're with us. We're live in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Geico.com for a free rate quote, and uh, we'll get some more Kawhi calls as well at 877-99 on Fox. You're on Team Kawhi or Team Spurs. Um, Real quick, I wanted to jump in on this, and I'm just spitballing here. Let me know if you think I might be on to something. Okay. So Bryce Harper says, yeah, I'm going to the home run derby if I make the team. This is a nice PC answer. Bryce is one of the names in baseball that, quite frankly, should just be in the all-star game every year. I don't care if he's hurt. I don't care if he's batting 150. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Baseball, learn how to entertain people. Mike Trout, Bryce Harper, uh, Chris Bryant with the Cubs, uh, Shohei Otani if he's healthy, period. They're in the All-Star game. Just hand them a card right now that allows them to come every year for the next 10 years. They're the guys we want to see. So uh, he'll go to the All-Star game. His average right now, though, is hovering around 220. He's been struggling this year yeah. from that perspective. So I understand why he gives the good PC answer. Um, but everyone goes, oh, well, yeah, he's going to be in the home render because Washington's hosting the All-Star game this year. And I'm thinking, is that really why Bryce Harper wants to go to the Home Run Derby? Because the Home Run Derby has been proven time and time again to mess with people's swings. Guys have admitted it. It messes with your swing. So why would he do it? Well, A, his swing appears to not be in good shape anyway, so what the hell are you risking? (laughs) Yeah. Or the Home Run Derby is an event, and if you win it or you do well in it, People start buzzing about you. Giancarlo Stanton was the MVP of the National League last year, but he did it for the Marlins. Nobody was really paying attention. What do you remember last year from Giancarlo Stanton? You remember the home run derby. Cody Bellinger was amazing. That was his, hey, I'm here. I'm a rookie. I'm going to be a star. The home run derby gives you good pub. And if you're about to be a free agent, that's a good thing. That adds dollars. That adds suitors because suitors are aware of what their fans want. And I think everybody already knows that people want Bryce Harper on the team. But if you're about to enter free agency hitting 220, what do you need? Well, you need some people going, hey, that dude is the best in the game. Don't worry about this stat. The home run derby could help him with that. Have you ever heard in politics the word kingmaker? 
Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a real thing. There are people who are well-known, well-regarded around certain circles. They have influence among people with wealth, people with power, political or otherwise. And they connect the dots for people who are vying for certain political positions. And so these kingmakers, I use air quotes, they will put these, these uh, upwardly mobile folks in events and on platforms to promote them. Scott Boris is Bryce Harper's agent. Scott Boris is a kingmaker. Scott Boris understands this world that we're all existing in, this world of social media, of the now guy at the right time. Bryce Harper's in a contract year. Bryce Harper hasn't appeared in the home run derby since 2013. Him and Cespedes, I think, were in the finals. Why would he choose this year? Well, it's a very simple equation. And it's actually, if you deconstruct the sentence, it's very telling why he's doing it. I'll be in the home run derby, dot, 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 if I'm in the all-star game. Nine NL players will be voted in by the fans. How about you dangle a carrot in front of the horse to get him to walk down that road, that all-star road? How do you get in the all-star game? You tell the fans, well, just vote for me. Vote for me. Get me in the all-star game, and I'll be in the home run derby. Haven't you missed me? It's been five years. I'll be doing it at Nationals Park. Scott Boris is a genius. Do not underrate for a second the reason why Bryce Harper has been one of the best, most talented, most visible players. It's because he has a kingmaker making decisions behind him. I will be in the home run derby, dot, 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 if I'm an all-star. So you think he's campaigning to just get in the all-star game? This is a stump speech. But, but like, you know what? It may well be, but only because baseball has the wool pulled so far over their own eyes. Do you understand the game is in Washington D.C. this year? If Bryce Harper's <laughs> We're not here talking politics, yeah. yeah. If Bryce Harper's not in the All Star game <laughs> in Washington D.C., baseball turn in your entertainment. Yeah, but card. what does Scott Just Boris? Turn it in. What do, what do the, what does Scott Boris know about the MLB? They know he knows that they're tone deaf. That they're over there with their phonograph players going. Everybody got your scorecard. The action's about to begin here at the ball yard. <laughs> Yeah, no, 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 no. So what he's doing is he's saying, hey, Bryce, Bryce, bud, how embarrassing would it be if the All-Star game was in your hometown and you weren't an All-Star? Well, I, I I will give you this. What's today? June 23rd? 23rd. 23rd. There you go. So yeah, this I is have a, no idea. You got was, blank stares here. <laughs> this was a couple weeks old, but there was a Major League Baseball All-Star ballot update. The most recent one I can find, at least quickly, was back on June 11th. Uh, Harper was in first place among National League outfielders. So he's going to be in the All-Star game. I, listen, I mean, but but the outside chance it wasn't going to happen. I understand early balloting is proving that, and they probably have more up-to-date statistics they than, probably the, do, yes. you know, than the article. But I would say it would be, it would be, uh, it would be an upset of the century if he wasn't there. You know, backwards cap, a bunch of buttons undone, top of his jersey, slinging home runs out of the yard at his home park in a down year, in a contract year. Uh, you need the stars to align anyways for you to get your best price, to have your best foot forward. But if you're going to try to grab office, if you're going to try to grab money in free agency, 
Both of those paths are uniquely linked where you have to make yourself visible. You have to show off all of the positives about you, personality, achievement, otherwise. And you have to make sure all the negative stuff, because there are going to be muckrakers out there, i.e. general managers across the league. You got to keep all that at bay. And so this campaign is starting now. It'll go through the All-Star break, well throughout the season, and into free agency next year. They're doing what you call image recovery. It hasn't looked great. 220, it ain't swinging well. Let's let's do something to revamp some of what's been lost early yeah. in this season. Power numbers are still there for the most part. Mark and Rich, Fox Sports Radio. We'll get to the LeBron odds in just a moment. But let's get back out on the phones. You're on Team Kawhi or Team Spurs. You got two Team Kawhi members here. One of them, though, is like, yeah, I'll come to your Kawhi party. I come to your uh, – sound like Forrest Gump there. I come to your Team Kawhi party. Um, I'm leading the damn Team Kawhi party, okay? Sorry I ruined your Kawhi party. I, sorry I ruined your Team Kawhi party. Uh, let's go to uh, Solomon and Lake Balboa. Solomon, thanks for calling. Solomon, you there? All right, Solomon fell asleep. That's okay. CJ uh, – okay, no, let's go to Peter. Peter in, uh, Peter in Honolulu. Hello, Peter. Hey, what's up, guys? What's uh, going on? Uh, I'm Team Spurs. Okay. Okay. There's a couple points. Okay. He gave it a shot in December. Okay. And then he, the Spurs said, "Oh, he's been cleared to play." Okay. He said, "Oh, I'm in pain. I can't do it." Okay. Then, for whatever reason, he stopped dealing with the Spurs doctors, and he dealt with his own doctors, and then he wouldn't even go to the practice facility. Or get treatment from the team. Well, Peter, can okay. I can I tell you? You said for whatever reason. Can I give you that reason? Because I know what it was. Here's okay, here's the reason he stopped dealing with the Spurs doctors because they because they said, "Hey, bud, you're cleared to play." And then he went out and he played, and it hurt. So that's when you stop trusting the team doctors, and you start thinking to yourself, "Hey, maybe they just maybe they just want me to play." And they're not worried about me. They're worried about Spurs victories. That's what they're worried about. And I need to worry about that because I have a contract coming up soon. And Isaiah Thomas is exhibit A. He tried to play through injury. He was about to make $25 million a year probably next year. And now he's going to make about five. That's what he's worried about. And so on the other point is, it's not just the money. with the, It's the taxes. California state taxes are what, 14 15%? And... Texas zero state taxes. On the, on another thing too is, I, I got a question. You know what I mean? I know NBA players, it's the legs and this and that. But you know, okay, so it's tendonitis in your quad. All right, that's the injury. Tendonitis in your quad. I understand that. But at least you got to give it another shot before the season is over. An NHL player recently lost his finger in one period. Went into the locker room, got taped up, and went back into the game. Yeah, but you can okay. do that in the NHL, uh, yeah. and, and, and and NHL guys are cut from a different cloth. Peter, Peter, thank you so much. I mean, again, this is this is what all of these conversations boil down to: is people telling Kawhi either a he's not tough, or b you don't feel what you're telling us you feel. Right. 
Well, Which you can't do. Here's the thing. If you're going to ask me who do I believe more in this situation, is it Kawhi with distrust of the Spurs organization because you have, I don't know, 12 guys on the court plus a head coach, all the assistants, all of the management team plus the owner vying for wins on hardwood, or a guy going, geez, you know, I'm not ready. This still feels unsteady. And the team clearing him, him going and giving it a shot, playing nine games this season and going, geez, you know, this still doesn't feel right. And then having this awkward, acrimonious uh, falling out between these two parties, it is almost impossible for me not to believe the circumstances were, no, Kawhi, look, our doctors, here, we'll show you the MRIs, you're healthy. See, look at it. Just look at it. Yeah, it hey, says right healthy. here on a piece of paper. Oh, hey, see, there's your knee and there's your quad and you're healthy. So go out there and do the things you do, you magical man, you. And he went, no, 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 no. The, the, the quad hurts. It hurts me. I'm worried about my career. And they went, wait, wait, no, no, hang on. Uh, back to the MRIs, Kawhi. Hey, you see, uh, it's right. There. No, you're healthy. Yep, feels no, good. No, no, I, I totally buy that this guy, it's like, you know, you have a girlfriend and you say, hey, text me when you're out. This way I know everything's cool and you get no text and you don't hear from her and shows up at four or five in the morning. You go, so what happened? Oh, I don't remember. I got so drunk. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Well, maybe next time just shoot me a text. She goes out again. No text. Right. No nothing. Show, maybe doesn't even show up. You see her at noon the next day at brunch. Hey, so where were you? Eventually, the trust fades. Thank you. You can't point to the MRIs and say, no, everything's fine, quiet. Not unless it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right. He ain't going to play. It doesn't play his own business they're trying to make it their business because their business is winning games there you go and by the way once the trust is gone you don't care about showing up to sit on the bench to watch a basketball game in the playoffs anymore so that's what led to that 877-99 on fox is the number two very very different perspectives on the same numbers with regard to lebron odds that's next all right, what does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. I thought that song you were playing for a minute was another goal call. <laughs> the World Cup today was just just nuts. Lit. It was lit. Yeah. It was unbelievable. By the way, um, real quick on this. We'll get to the LeBron thing. So America's not in it. Right. I have to admit, I mean, I'm enjoying it pretty much the exact same as I did four I years agree, ago. I agree, yeah. Like, there isn't, and again, um, I have now adopted England as my team for this World Cup. Well, it's Coldplay. It has well, a lot to do with it. Coldplay, Oasis, <laughs> the Beatles. Sure. Um, I, I mean, my, listen, I dig the who, but I'm not going to go all in on Team my, England. My last name, Willard, is English. Sure. It is English. It, my, I have English uh, English blood. Look, I'm American. Um, we beat your people you in know, the Revolutionary we, we, War. I don't speak, know if you know about I've, this. I've been there. I've been to London. I have, too. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful UK, city. Yeah. Fan, fantastic. I so. rode a double-decker buck, uh, bus, and I took pictures <laughs> on a disposable camera. <laughs> Like, I mean, I yeah, it's about as touristy That's right. as possible. That's right. This is actually their national anthem now. That it is. You. Yeah, it yeah. is. So if you don't mind me, I'm going to stand up for a second. Yeah, go ahead. I'm you stand. and Chris Martin. That's right. Yeah, listen. There's God <laughs> save the queen. Sure. Let's go England. Ole, ole, ole. Um, I think that we can win the World Cup. That's how we change it in English. If it were America, we have to say, I believe that we will win. 
we're less confident in England, so sure. we just go. <laughs> I think, I think we could win. As long that's as our slogan. As long as it's fair to everybody else that's that right. we have a bite of the pie this time around. So uh, it's three twenty-two in the West. You will need to handle next hour because at four o'clock I'm going to have tea. <laughs> that's right. That's, okay. Well, it's fa- and please those tiny little sandwiches. I can eat twenty at a time. <laughs> Delicious. I uh, look. So, I, so- I would agree with you. U.S. out. I'm enjoying it the same, but I have to describe how I watch soccer, and I have to wonder. <laughs> it's actually, it's really funny. I've I've now watched you watch soccer, <laughs> and you're very much the uncle in the corner of the room in the holidays. Right. Kids open up their gifts, and they are freaking yes. out. No- oh, I got a <laughs> gumball machine. It's a Nerf gun. And the, right. And start shooting everyone, and the parents are like, oh, they're just emotional. They love it. They're smiling because they wrapped it up. And the uncle in the corner is like, so, what, what was it you got there? <laughs> That's kind of the way you react. Like, there's a goal, and everyone's like, Wah! Oh, no, no, and you like, and our producer, Gavin. Yeah. Like, Gavin, I've never seen him move this fast. <laughs> I mean, he basically tumbled backwards out of his I chair. Mean, the German goal today was an <laughs> epic goal, and you were kind of like, so – what, uh, what happened? Yeah, well, I just was like, oh, I missed it. And then it's, it's about, you know what? It honestly reminds me a little bit of De Niro. Like, oh, no, it's good. It's good. You know, yeah, it's, it's good goal. You are emotionless. Uh, yeah, yeah, Germans right. are all right. Yeah, they're all right. And was that Sweden? Okay, yeah. I the love, thing is, I love, their, I love their fish. Here's the thing. Good meatballs. What also did it for me is, as an not an avid soccer watcher, when I saw them place the ball there for a free kick, yeah. I, I was kind of thinking, I don't know if he can score from there. I don't know if you can physically trajectory, you know, yeah, move the yeah. ball that way. And he did it. He, he curved it and and uh, lifted it over the wall or uh, whatever listen, they call it. It was amazing. Uh, no, he bended it. Uh, like he bent Beckham. It. He yeah, bent he it did. Like he Beckham. bent it like Beckham. Like Beckham. Yeah. No, it's really good. It's really good. <sighs> you know, I, 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 and, and truthfully, I'm curious, out there, people watching World Cup, U.S. not in it, I, I really can get into World Cup because what I appreciate about sports, watching a live sporting event, is the energy in the room. That's why I think the regular season in baseball is kind of crummy. Same with the NBA, but I really, really love the drama, at least. I don't know if I'm in love with the format completely, but the single elimination wild card game in baseball has created the Game 7 in an instantaneous way. All of a sudden, you're like, whoa, MLB postseason's here. Like, you get the, you get the hair raising on the back of the neck and everything. Um, Similarly with the NBA playoffs, yeah, yeah. like when you're delivered drama, when things got pushed to a game seven with the Houston Rockets and the Warriors, and for a second you were going, is this real? Are, are the Warriors about to lose? Like, so I, I, when I watch the World Cup, I'm fascinated by the energy and I, I, I get myself involved, but the lack of knowledge of the players and the lack of knowledge of the circumstance that these teams arrived there. It does take – it hinders it a yeah, little. Yeah, I mean, listen, most American average fans, we know two players. Right. I mean, it's like yeah, it's Messi. The Messi-Ronaldo argument Ronaldo, is also like – Neymar, I can name Neymar. him. Neymar, okay, yeah, so we yeah. might know three players. But, yeah, I agree with you. But I think the other dynamic here is even the diehard American soccer fan, if Team USA is in it, in the back of their mind, they already know we're not going to win. Yeah, well, that's they true, know too. So it's like, why are you showing up? You already know we're not going to win, so you must be interested in the other countries anyway. So that's kind of what I'm tapping into here. Um, all right, so how did you read this? 
updated odds to sign LeBron James in free agency. This came out a couple of days ago. And the clear-cut favorite now is obviously the the Los Angeles Lakers. They have moved to minus 325. Right. Okay, so for those of you who don't speak Vegas, minus 325 means you have to bet $325 just to win 100. This is a heavy favorite. The very next team on the board is none other than the Cleveland Cavaliers plus 325. <laughs> what that means is it's a mirror image of the Lakers odds. If you bet 100, you win $325. So it's a very distant second place. Very distant second. And then another distance to the Rockets at third at plus 750. And the Sixers are fourth at plus 1,000. Right. Okay, this is, and again, I don't know if you actually can bet on this at Bovada, uh, but if you can, they're offering up huge dollars if you nail correctly LeBron not going to the Lakers. Yeah, even if you can't bet on it, I mean, these houses, they stake their reputation handicapping everything. So this situation, what's really odd to me is the fact that the Cavs are in second place. I look at this and I say, yeah, okay, Lakers, all the news coming out of L.A. and and really, uh, you know, thinking about LeBron at the stage in his career, older kids, house already in L.A., understands that area. There's a lot of things that are going to get mixed into this pot that probably weren't there the, the couple times he had free agent decisions in the past. However, I look at this situation and I say, Cleveland in second, though, makes no sense. Because everything I'm hearing, everything I'm reading says, oh, there's no way LeBron stays in Cleveland. There is absolutely no feasible way LeBron James will land in Cleveland. So automatically I would say, well, yeah, Houston has one of his best buddies playing for them in they their do. in their uh, uh, backcourt. You know, I, I think about uh, Philadelphia, the 76ers, what a pitch to be able to say, you know, playing alongside a guy with the court vision and the the upward trajectory of a Ben Simmons. And he loves Ben Simmons. He's uh, spoken publicly about it. And, and Joel Embiid, yep. who is really developing well into that big man after having some injuries. I just, I don't, I don't understand how Cleveland resides in second place here. I know why Cleveland moved up to second place. I actually believe it was based on a conversation that happened on this radio network, which we'll play for you coming up in a couple of minutes. Mark and Rich, Fox Sports Radio. But let's get Gascon in here and get up to date on everything that is going on, including Mexican fan behavior. Did you see this earlier today? No. This, I- was, this was great. Like, now, they apparently they didn't say anything discriminatory and so everyone's like, yay, great job. And we're like, do we really need to send out compliments because you didn't act like an idiot? Like, is that is that what we're doing now? Did you see some of the uh, Twitter reaction to some of the fans from Peru over the last couple of days? No. Well, if you did a... If you did a casual search uh, on Twitter... <laughs> I'm going to do this now. And, yeah, it's better to do it now when you're not at home with your wife. And I'll just say that much because I'll tell you, the camera operators do a fantastic job of 
of grabbing the the elements and oh, the, the atmosphere. No, no, no. This is this is a World Cup tradition now. It, it, Apparently, there's a Russian fan who's like an adult film star. Oh, you got to be kidding me! No, this is just what somebody <laughs> told me. This is like the exact opposite of what TNT and TBS do for March Madness. Right. <laughs> the other side of the spectrum. Right. March Madness is like, look at this 75 year old coach in his <laughs> yeah. blue tie. Right. Or, exactly. an, eight, or an eight year old sobbing. Right. And, and right. all of a sudden, right. you're like, that's a nine. What? That's a nine and a half. That's yeah. a ten. Everybody, check out Sister Jean. She's <laughs> wearing a scarf today. <laughs> I guess, like, like in March Madness, it's one shining moment. At the World Cup, it's two shining moments. Yeah. That the cameras are looking for. Yeah, that's. It's a job well done, Mark. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to go get some water and let you guys do the rest right, of this. Okay? You, you do your thing. Cool okay. off a little bit, Mark. Speaking of World Cup action today, Germany and Sweden needed stoppage time to find a winner. Royce is right there to touch it to him. Kroos went out. Fire on for him. He scores. Don't count them out yet. Relief. Yeah, it was all witnessed on Fox as Germany scored twice in the second half. The game winner came when there were a player down, so 2-1 was the final. Meanwhile, Mexico captured another three points. They beat South Korea 2-1, then Belgium 5, Tunisia 2. In Major League Baseball, Texas Rangers have won seven in a row. They beat the Twins today 9-6. Phillies are on top of the Nationals 3-2. The game's in the eighth inning, and a weather delay in Pittsburgh right now as the Diamondbacks on top 5-0 on FS1 as we speak. Tampa Bay is leading the Yankees 4-0. Kind of cool if you take a peek at this in particular. Rich, you have some great throwback uniforms with the Patriots. Rays right now are wearing their Devil Ray uniforms. Oh, I love them. <laughs> They're putting it to the Yankees right now. I love them. So, again, them. this game is on FS1. Later on tonight on Fox, Dodgers and Mets will be Clayton Kershaw back from the DL versus Jacob deGrom and his 5-2 record with a 151 ERA. Mark Willard, are you and your two uh, – uh, I don't want to say it. What? Uh, two two shining moments. Are they are they back? Or have you done a search yet on Twitter with your? Uh, no, no, no. I, I, I truly went to go get water. Seriously, I'm yeah. not. I'm not a Twitter troll looking yeah, for yeah, beautiful Rich, women. Rich, what, did you, what you did? Yeah. Rich, did you do this in uh, incognito mode? I, you know what? No, I did not. The <laughs> work right. computers can be fleeced. Uh, but I'm telling you right now, the things I'm seeing cannot be unseen. <laughs> they cannot be unseen. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh gosh! I mean, look. Oh, uh, for the love of Pete! Yeah, I, that's happening in the stands. Yeah, that's happening. These World Cup hooligans are yeah. out of control. Yeah, talk about world's most beautiful sport. Listen, they're look. These fans are armed and dangerous. <laughs> I think we can all agree. This oh, is oh uh, my god, hot <sighs> potato. All right, I am. Uh, I'm rendered speechless. That is uh, all right. <laughs> Thank you, yeah, Gascon. Look, so. look, look at the vuvuzelas on your computer. Well, yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right. All so right. after you're done, go to settings, erase cookies, and then you're good. <laughs> exactly. Go. I, love I, cookies, don't, I don't have any cookies left after this point. All right. Uh, live Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It is easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Uh, thanks, Dave. All right, World Cup action is done for today. <laughs> I'll say. Uh, the uh, Germans with a dramatic win, as we uh, just discussed, and also uh, that actually affected Mexico. Too. Mexico was in for sure if Germany either tied or lost that match. Uh, Mexico is still in very good shape, but it's not a done deal yet. Um, so that group has been really, really fun. Um, all right, so I think it was all traced back to this moment. 
Chris and Karan show, Fox Sports Radio, a couple of weeks ago has Dwayne Wade on. They asked him about where LeBron is going to go. Listen to this answer. I don't think it's a basketball thing. I mean, obviously he's shown this year he could get to the finals. <laughs> you know, no matter what the circumstances are. I don't really think for him that the basketball decision of saying, oh, let me go team up with three all-stars. And I think at this point in his life, it's more so of a, of a lifestyle thing of, a, you know, where my family going to be the most comfortable, where I'm going to be the happiest at. Because basketball-wise, he's so great, he can bring along and take along whoever. So it's been a parade of that since Dwayne said that. I even had a conversation on uh, my Ballers with Babies podcast, which, by the way, you can find out on uh, find on iHeart. And the one that is most recent is with Dante Jones, who played with the Cavaliers uh, for a few years during this run of, of four straight trips to the NBA Finals and uh, is a LeBron teammate. He said the exact same thing uh, in a different way, uh, but to the point of this is not going to be about basketball. Like, where can I go win more rings? We've said over and over, there's no perfect spot. The Warriors are going to be the favorite no matter where he goes. So where are you going to win more rings? Yeah, that's a consideration. But first and foremost, says all the guys who actually know him, this is going to be about his family. This is going to be about lifestyle and comfort. Well, if it's about family and lifestyle and comfort, quite frankly, you could take every single team other than the Lakers and Cavs and eliminate them. It's a great point. Eliminate them. It's They're a great all point. out. It's either we want to stay home or we want to go to L.A. Lifestyle, Houston, Philadelphia. I mean, I love those cities, but that's not what LeBron James is talking well, about. And it, you're talking about comfort. You're talking about easy acclimation for your family, for your children. I mean, look, priorities change. I know mine did when I became more serious about the relationship, which now is my family, my wife and I. We were still at the time just engaged, but I was at the point of making a free agent decision deciding between New York where I grew up, mind you, playing for the Jets or signing with San Diego with the Chargers and, and staying closer to where she grew up, which is L.A. And we weighed and we hemmed and we hawed and we, we thought about every single factor that existed here. And the, the fact of the matter was we were starting to plan our family. We were starting to think about where we were going to raise kids. We were starting to hit that point in our lives where we wanted, because you never know how long your career is going to last. We wanted a, to, to set down firmer roots and we had had a year under our belt in San Diego and really enjoyed it. And that's what guided that decision. The money and granted it was even similar to LeBron in this situation. Yeah, He's going to get mean, whatever he wants. You know I mean? Like it's not what? even <laughs> it's so I, I was really looking at the situation from a personal standpoint. And that was how the decision was made. Do you realize that when LeBron signs this contract, whoever he signs it with, this is probably like his third job. You know how, like we all have side hustles. This is like LeBron James being an Uber driver on the side. <laughs> his his, con his contract with the Lakers <laughs> no, yeah, is his yeah. Uber job. Well, okay, you, I, know, you want to talk about the money. 7 o'clock at night, I got a few extra hours. Let's go make some money. How about if we go play a basketball yeah, game at Staples? Well, yeah, let's go pick I, up I the mean, Jazz and drive them into <laughs> the ravine. Let, let's see. Nike already gave me a billion. Uh, Beats already gave me $100 million. Uh, Blaze Pizza gave me $50 million. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, I gotta and get a few extra hours. I'll go play for the Lakers. By the way, he owns a stake in an overseas soccer franchise, which has like tripled or quadrupled so in that, value. That's, yeah. So that has nothing to do with anything when it comes to this. So, yeah, like when I heard all these guys say that, that's how I read this. I read this as see all these other NBA teams? That's white noise. It's Lakers or Cavs. And what Bovad is telling you is it's those two teams and the Lakers are a heavy favorite. Right, right. And, and and look, Vegas, they're not silly with their reputation. They're not silly with their money. So whether or not you can bet on this, it's not the point. The fact that the Lakers are such a heavy favorite says something. And the fact that Cleveland is in second place, albeit a distant one, says something as well. The rest of the teams, it appears at least for now, because odds do change. We understand the landscape and the situation can change. But for now, it's it's insinuating that he's making a decision and he's making it close to home. And it comes down to the two places that he calls most familiar. And uh, and that's really based around his family and his interests at this point in his life. This isn't a young man anymore. And it, what, what contract he signs, like we mentioned, the money doesn't really matter it is just the longevity of the contract that matters. How long does he want to be in that place before questions about where he goes next, whether or not he's going to stay put, come up again? So we'll see. That's going to be the most interesting thing after yep. he selects the city, how long he decides to stay put. Mark and Rich on Fox Sports Radio and coming up next. His name has been honored on Sports Radio probably as much as any other athlete over the last two to three years, and he's made – a head-scratching decision. We'll tell you about that next. All right, Mark and Rich, Fox Sports Radio. Great news. Quick way you can save some money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. Don't forget, we're now only a half hour away. We look forward to 420 every Saturday, not for the reasons you think, darn it. It's your mind out of the gutter. Uh, actually, marijuana is not the gutter, but you know what I'm saying. That's not why we look forward to 420. <laughs> we look forward to 420. Because that's when we get to rip our coworkers. Who doesn't want a forum built into your job where you get to just take a hatchet to all the things your coworkers are doing? Yeah, okay, looking at you, Sharon, in accounting. Bad <laughs> job with the cover letter on this quarter's uh, you know, financial report. <laughs> so all of the other points made over the last week by some of our uh, compadres here at Fox Sports Radio, we will take a quick listen. We'll call them friends. And we will decide whether or not these points are good or if they stink out loud. Loose definition All of right. the term friends. Yeah, so that's coming up in exactly a half hour. Make sure you are with us for that. I think Johnny Manziel has made a big mistake. I mean, listen. <laughs> Where I, have I, I heard that before? I, I don't. <laughs> it sort of feels like you're just. <laughs> I, you know, like, I'm not rooting against the guy. This has nothing to do with his past or who he is. This is a very black and white issue, if you ask me. So he's up in the CFL. Yep. And he's a backup. It's a tiger cat. So what would be the point of not playing? And, and, and you could say, well, the NFL wasn't there, Mark. Where Where would he go? Well. The Alliance of American Football will be starting in February. Yeah. You and I had the creator of the league, Charlie Ebersol, Dick Ebersol's son, on our show yesterday in San Diego. Extra 1360. Shout out, what up? So that uh, conversation at one point asked about guys like Manziel, K-1, 
Kaepernick and beyond, big names, Charlie was very clear. What will drive roster spots in this league is talent. Yeah. Football. Don't really care about whether or not they may have something that's politically controversial, socially controversial. Maybe they've got some problem like Johnny did that they're getting over. We will take people who earn the football job. If Kaepernick or Manziel are the best quarterbacks available, they're in and they're playing. And so I'm thinking to myself, okay, you got a bunch of NFL people, NFL people, right? Justin Tuck and and uh, Troy Polamalu and Heinz Ward and Bill Polian and yep. all these. This is who's running this league. A bunch of NFL people are putting together a league, and they would they would die to have you be the quarterback of one of those eight teams, and you could start and you could play in front of those NFL people in February, and you you go to the CFL to back somebody up? Well, here's what's interesting, and he plays for the Tiger Cats out in Hamilton, and the coach of the Hamilton Tiger Cats is none other than June Jones. You remember him from college football fame, and he said, I've been pleasantly surprised by the last three weeks. What a good teammate he is, talking about Manziel, how smart he is, how he sees the game. He should be playing in the National Football League, and I believe he will when he gets through with us. So he understands his space in Johnny Manziel's life. This is a stepping stone. This is obviously not the end game for Johnny Manziel. He doesn't want to eventually be the starting quarterback for the Tiger Cats or any other team in contention for the Grey Cup. He wants to be back in the NFL, like many CFL position players who have done this before him. Okay, Johnny Manziel is an interesting case here because a lot of people look at this at he's looking for his second chance in the NFL. And yes, you're right. The route through the AAF may have been straighter lines because of their influence by the NFL, but also the fact that this is sort of the feeder to the NFL now should it launch and have success. Yeah, and he'd start right away. Even more so than the CFL. But I will I will I will argue the fact that this is a second chance for Johnny Manziel. Do you have any idea how difficult it is to get bounced from the NFL when you're a first rounder? Hmm. I mean, this is this is almost a story you've never seen before. The expedition of this man's very short NFL career. He was a mid first round pick and he was gone within two and a half years. Gone. Out. Nobody would touch him. It's nearly impossible. I played with guys who stunk out loud who were taken in the first round. They'd get hidden on rosters. I played with guys who battered women who were taken in the first round. And things were swept under the rug. Multiple drug test failures. You want to talk about second, third, fourth, fifth chances? Johnny Manziel ran out of rope in the NFL. So the fact that he is in Canada... Actually makes a lot of sense to me. The fact that he's a backup in Canada actually makes a lot of sense to me. This guy has distanced himself so far from the NFL in such a quick trajectory and has really shown very little progress as far as the off-the-field antics because every time he finds a microphone, I feel like even though he's taking steps forward potentially in his recovery and his personal life and then also in his professional life, this quote from June Jones, it feels like, from the standpoint of him personally, there hasn't been a ton of growth. Like when he answers the haters, there's still a lot of animosity there. There's still a lot of immaturity there. 
And those are the things that got him bounced in the first place. So, yeah, while the Alliance of American Football uh, would provide itself an opportunity for a guy like Manziel, he may have gotten the indication from these NFL people who are starting this league, like, geez, yeah, it's a fun thought, but we're just getting started. Maybe you clean up your act in Canada. You think? It's possible. That would be shocking to me because, remember, what do you, you know? What do we all know about sports leagues that fans typically – Typically, a fan looks at this and, you know, we're fans. We uh, we believe it to just be almost real. Like, oh, my gosh, these wins and losses matter more than anything else. But what actually matters to the league? It's a television product. It's a television product. We talk about that now in the NFL because of, oh, declining ratings, even though they're still uh, crushing everything else. So it's a television product. If the Alliance of American Football, which has a deal with CBS, is a television product. Oh, yeah, yeah. What the hell would you be do- What a terrible executive you'd be if you decide with your television product that you don't want Johnny Manziel <laughs> to be one of the stars. Well, because quite frankly, yeah, he'd be a huge draw, especially if you, you kind of sat him in the San Antonio market, their last announced team. Yep. I mean, because this is a Texas-born kid, played at A&M. I mean, that's a home run, won a Heisman. He had his most success in the state of Texas. So trust me when I tell you that all makes sense. What does also make sense is that you would be a little, especially if you are an NFL born and raised product, you'd be tentative of Johnny Manziel because – he really he was a stain on the Browns. And I mean and and the NFL and Johnny Manziel it feels like oil and water right now. I'm not saying that's going to continue and it'll always be the case. But for right now, it, this is probably the best route back. Interesting. All right, Mark and Rich Fox Sports Radio, lot still to do as mentioned. Now coming up in about 20 minutes, we get to rip our coworkers. Unless, of course, uh, they did good things, then we'll give them a compliment, but it's not easy to come by. But also, coming up next, He's one of the greatest of all time. He's had more failures than successes at the end, but he needs our defense. I'll defend him next. By the way, his name is not LeBron James. All right, we get to make fun of our coworkers in 15 minutes. Looking forward to that. Mark and Rich, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, I got to ask this question. You know, (laughs) we cannot avoid goat conversations the goat emoji has become just as popular as the thumbs up emoji at least on social media and the eggplant before that which i have no idea what that means everybody loves nightshade vegetables we asked rob stone uh a couple hours ago (laughs) are we fair to leo messi and he says well yes and no and i tend a little bit more toward no Uh, i understand what he means on the yes side, but I'm going to lean in a heavy way toward no. You know, this is, if it continues, what's going on with Argentina and Leo Messi, he's about to walk off into the sunset with the Barry Bonds treatment, the way we talked about Peyton Manning before Peyton Manning finally broke through. Remember, he can't win uh, the big game. Chris Paul's going through it now. The minute that hamstring injury happened right as they were poised to potentially take down the warrior throne it was going to make chris paul's career and one injury later here we go chris paul not only can't win the big one now he can't even be healthy for the big one others have received this as well but i wonder about leo messi 
and his mental health. We also talked earlier about how different soccer is than these other sports. If Barry Bonds doesn't win a World Series, and he never did, it's not like the United States of America is going to chase him with that fact for the rest of his life. They will with Leo Messi. Argentina will chase him with that fact for the rest of his life. Um, They don't see him as a great athlete. They see him as a god. And it's impossible for me to look at this and not feel sorry for the guy because while I understand the greats are supposed to go out there and lead their team to great things in the biggest moments, by the same token, I would say that soccer, just like football, certainly baseball as well, these are team sports where one person can't just by themselves go affected, but soccer even more so. The chances you have for a goal in a match are what? Like really good chances. Six, seven times in an entire match. So now we're going to hang around this guy's head. That he hasn't won a World Cup because he can't by himself put a nation on his back and put a ball into a net in the five or six chances that his team has per match. It's crazy to me. It's crazy to me. I, I mean, like, when you're talking about the greatest players in a game, you know, you use Barry Bonds as an example. That's a guy whose influence can only be felt when pitchers decide to throw to him. Well, but that didn't happen until the Royd stuff started. Okay, but granted, I mean, we didn't know at the time that it was on steroids, although I guess you yeah. could assume <laughs> as much. I mean, I mean but, but truthfully, like, when you're watching greatness play and you're comparing them to greatness, boy, what a great problem to have. See, this is the thing that I am not sympathetic to, and maybe it's just because I played and and I, at the professional level and I my peers were some of the greatest who have ever played the game. Like, we were just chatting with Gavin, longtime Chargers fan, Phillip Rivers, one of the greatest quarterbacks yes. this game has ever seen. Whether or not he goes on and wins a championship, which is a, a part of the uh, – co- or I should say accommodation that people say – you need to have under your belt to be considered one of the greatest of all times. That's a collection of accomplishments as opposed to actual import and 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 prowess on the field. Like, he is still one of the best I've ever seen do it. Tom Brady was another quarterback I played with. He was easily and handedly one of the best I've ever been around in any sport I've ever played. The preparation all the way through the gameplay itself. But, I mean... If I ever were to sit next to these guys and sit down with them and talk to them about the pressure of being considered one of the greatest to do it, they'd scoff it off and be like, you know, I mean, don't waste my time with that. Because well, but, the truth but, is, like, I think what you're doing is you're 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 putting sympathy where it does not belong. Well, like, first of all, I don't think Leo Messi would would care either way. Oh, I do. I mean, his mom has even stated. I mean, this this weighs on him. The last time we saw this a couple of years ago, uh, where he got all the way to the doorstep and uh, and did not succeed, his team did not succeed. He he literally said, "I'm I'm going to walk away. This is too great." I I while I understand your comparison. To liken the eyeballs on Philip Rivers to Leo Messi 
is beyond apples and oranges. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Leo, Leo Messi. I, I mentioned him uh, uh, alongside Brady. Brady, like, like if you want to compare also, sport also to sport. nowhere near close. Look, here's the nowhere deal. Nowhere near close. Do you want the social media numbers on Leo Messi versus oh, Tom no, Brady? Oh, no, no. Popularity-wise, well, that's popularity. not the conversation. It's, but it's not. It, it, we're talking about emotion here. You have to understand, if Tom Brady, he did just this earlier this year, he lost the Super Bowl. Right. What do his fans say about him after he loses the Super Bowl? Ah, Damn it, Tom. That way, that's too bad. What do they say about Leo Messi when, if and when, he ends up not even making it out of pool play? It's an international disgrace and embarrassment of all time, and we want you, uh, we want you to feel pain as you walk into the sunset of your career. That is how it will be received in Argentina. But and that's ridiculous. That so to me though it's not that we're being unfair to Leo Messi. I mean his home country might be, but I see the world looks at him as one of the greatest soccer players in history. I don't hear that a lot right now. I watched a media outlet yesterday do 3 minutes on the fact that he's a fraud. Look. They lost a soccer match look, where by the way he didn't even have any good goal chances. And he is, quote, unquote, now a fraud. My point is this. I, I, we, I just, we suck at appreciating greatness. I, yes. We in suck the moment, at it. In the moment. We absolutely suck out loud at appreciating greatness. LeBron James does things that are unthinkable, and all people can do is find microphones the next day to tell you why he's not Jordan. Yeah, but, Shut but up. why be Shut sympathetic? Up it, it, because appreciate greatness. Oh, don't tell me how to be a sports fan. Like, I don't mind that. <laughs> like, I, I look, I, I don't mind that at all. Like, I, I honestly, what what are sports? It's a toy store. Well, I yeah. Could, look, we could click over, and we could do it right now and tune into the news, and it's going to be Trump said this to the North Korean well, prime minister, yeah. and like – and it gets heavy, man. It gets really, really depressing sometimes. But sports, we get to debate over things that okay. mean close to nothing. But this is not the case here. That's my point in this one. You're right for every athlete in the world except for Leo Messi because we do see the emotion attached to soccer, because we do know the socioeconomic effect in some of these third-world countries. Leo Messi is not the kind where it was like, Oh, man, sports radio was talking bad about you. We should feel sorry for you. This is life-changing for Leo Messi if he doesn't get out of pool play. It is life-altering, and that stinks. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I, I trust me when I tell you, like, I, I, I really do. I have a hard time sympathizing for athletes who are literally as powerful as some nations. Yep. I mean, quite frankly, like if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna ask me to play a violin for LeBron James because people are hanging on his every moment to question whether or not he's the greatest of all time, it's gonna be the tiniest damn violin you've ever seen. Okay, but if, what about for Leo? For Leo, yeah. For Leo, that is the most popular man in his country and potentially Potentially the one of the richest people in his country. Yes, he is. Well, not potentially. I'm sure he is. He probably buy. You know, if it doesn't go well for him in Argentina, maybe he just buy Argentina. <laughs> yeah. And then he could just tell everybody. All right, this is mine now. <laughs> so check it out. So you need to be nice to me, or else you're yeah, gone. We're gonna say we're gonna ship you off back not, to Russia. He has almost a hundred million followers on Instagram. Yeah. So look, this guy is world renowned. Yeah. He is beloved for the craft, I should say, for the skill and the craft that he chose to make his profession. And, well, yes, 
it would to him be an emotional devastation <laughs> if he loses in group play of the World Cup matches. I really do look at this and I say, yeah, no, no, no. That that would stink, and I'm sure he would wear that heavy-hearted yeah. because he let his team down. But as far as being fair or not to one of the greatest players to ever live, I mean, I just I don't sympathize. I just – I, look, I guess I, maybe sympathy is not even what I'm. It would be I'm like you know, for. like like he's obviously been provided an an unbelievable. If Apple released a new phone and it flopped, I wouldn't be like, "Geez, gosh, uh, somebody check in on the CEO. I hope he's okay." He's got he's got a generational wealth life. It's not that he suddenly has a bad life, but I'll I'll say this: there are athletes who get criticized because. It's too much about the money and not enough about the care. Leo Messi can have billions of dollars, but he still cares. He This cuts to his DNA, his core, the fact that he hasn't been able to uh, lead Argentina to a world victory because that's what's asked of him. <laughs> and that's ridiculous. I get it, but quite frankly, that's Leo Messi's problem. <laughs> like the rest of the world. Like, I mean, I, I realize it sounds it sounds really insensitive, but when when you talk about an athlete crying on the field like Neymar did after his first goal in the World Cup in a game that really didn't matter that much in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, no, they didn't they didn't necessarily even need it. I, I, I look at it and I say, yes, that's phenomenal emotion. I'm very happy for you. But, I mean, does it change the outcome of how I'm going to enjoy that sport or not? Selfishly, no. Well, no. No, no, no. I actually – that's even what I'm pushing that's, for. It's, it's really I'm more pushing, for him than it was for even Brazil at I'm that point. I'm pushing for people to enjoy the damn sport more. Like, this doesn't have to – you don't have to go to bed every night having viewed the Leo or Ronaldo thing. You don't have to go to bed every night with LeBron or MJ. You don't have to brand that on your forehead. You can use the word and. I like Leo and Ronaldo. But but hang on a second. Hang on a second. And I like LeBron and MJ. Okay, but if I told you. a little bit. If I told you (laughs) vanilla is better and you get vanilla tonight and you like it. But then you're wrong. Vanilla ice cream is better. You, you get but, vanilla ice cream and you, and you like it. No, but wrong I, I'm is not wrong. Gonna, I'm not going to tell you how to enjoy your ice nah. cream. I'm not going to tell you how to enjoy the sport. What, I like soccer just fine. What a perfect way to lead into take it or leave it. That's next. All right, Mark and Rich on Fox Sports Radio. We are live in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's been a good day of World Cup. Baseball out and about as well. We've been having a good time, and we're not done yet. We'll still look for uh, any uh, any more Kawhi thoughts? We've been uh, kind of polling the nation all day. Team Kawhi, Team Spurs. Uh, you can weigh in on that, 877-99 on Fox, and we'll get to your calls here coming up. But right now, this is what we look forward to all week because we just get to take all of that frustration we have in our lives and take it out on our coworkers. <laughs> uh, we, we call it take it or leave it. You know we've got the hottest takes in the business, right? Mid-majors still should not be allowed in the NCAA tournament. Wait, what? But how will they stand up to Mark and Rich? It's outrageous, egregious, preposterous. It's time for Take It or Leave It. Okay, guys, the NBA draft was on Thursday. I noticed you guys didn't break down 
Mo Bamba's defensive skills or anything. That didn't. I didn't want to. Oh well, he's know. long. You know, he's <laughs> yeah. super long. NBA draft is kind of a tough watch. I'll be honest with he's you. He's a rim protector. Yeah. Oh sure. Yeah. That that's kind of the the uh, where I'm going with this one. Uh, the narrative across the basketball world right now is that super teams have ruined the NBA, but not so fast, according to Colin Cowherd. On Friday, after the NBA draft, he was talking about how unwatchable the draft was, and a big reason for that was because of the excitement of free agency and super teams. Last night was the most uninteresting, least discussed, least projected draft ever, and it's getting worse every year. I got nothing against these kids, but 19-year-olds going to awful teams doesn't resonate even with the guys on the set last night that were doing that broadcast. You know where there's energy? Free agency. LeBron to the Lakers. We've been talking about that for two months. We watch our ratings. You're interested. Free agency changes the world. You keep telling me that super teams are killing the league. No, no, no. No, I have television ratings proof they're not killing the league. They have officially killed the draft. Okay, Rich, we'll start with you. Super teams have ruined the NBA draft. Take it or leave it. Yeah, I'm taking it. Colin Coward, smart guy. This is somebody who is often uh, uh, even uh, castigated in in some cases for um, sticking to the headlines a little too often. I I don't believe you can stick to the headlines enough, the talking points, the things that people are interested in. Like when you think about the the news cycle or you think about the sports cycle in this country, the things that really grab people's attention are obviously the NFL season in its entirety, the NBA postseason, especially the finals, MLB postseason, NFL draft. I, I mean, college basketball finds a month in there, but outside of those five or six major things, not much else. NBA draft has a lot of work to do. Nobody's interested for all the reasons he mentioned Plus, how do we know these guys? They're one and done in college out of high school, and we never get a a combine to view them, to have an idea of what they look like or who they are. Yeah, a bunch of anonymous characters going to crummy teams. Yeah, I'll pass on the draft every year. Uh, Yeah, I'll take this take as well. In fact, I think Colin undersold it a little bit. He said we've been talking about LeBron to the Lakers for two months. No, we haven't. We've been talking about it for two years, okay? Uh, Here's the data. The NBA draft was watched by 3.3 million people. That Take means, that for data. That means for every person who watched the NBA draft, there were three and a half people who watched the NFL draft. <laughs> 11.2 million people watched the NFL draft. Listen, the lottery needs to change. It doesn't work. It leads to tanking, and it leads to all of the lowest brands on the totem pole having all the power at the top. What does Phoenix do? What does Sacramento do? What does Atlanta do? I don't care. (laughs) This point was absolutely on point. The most uh, interesting part of the draft was probably a guy getting traded from a team where his mom worked in human resources. So, Oh, yeah, the Sixers. Yeah, that was not the most entertaining He he does not trust the process, by the way. Yeah, the process did not work out. Mikhail does not trust the process. All right, guys, this week, Brett Favre voiced support for a Illinois bill that would ban tackle football for children under the age of 12, and he has hopes to adopt the plan at a national level. Take a listen to JT the Brick, who is not a fan of kids waiting until their teen years to learn how to tackle. If you don't let kids play tackle to 12, how are we going to build the LSU, Alabama, Oregon 
Cal, USC football teams. You cannot learn to play tackle football at 14 and play in college at 17. Now, I'm all for regulation. If you want to take off the kickoffs, if you want to change certain ways of tackling, I get all of that. So if you want to start and stop and start and stop, I'm open for the debate. 12 seems like a decent age to do this. But, Tom, if you move this past 12 to 13 or 14, you're only going to have two to three years to develop tackle skills for kids to play in high school. All right, Mark, we'll start with you. Eliminating tackling in youth football will hurt in developing the skills for the athletes. I'm going to completely leave this take, and here's why. That entire take lacked one major thing, and it was data. JT the Brick says, 14 won't work. Maybe 12 will. That feels right. Uh, You're throwing a feather into the wind, JT. Take that for data. There's no way for you to actually know what it would look like. Here's another thing that you don't know. The CTE issue that is affecting so many football players, you have no idea when that started. I know we all think it started in college and professional football, but we don't know that. So until we're going to have an actual educated data-related conversation about this, I think it's incredibly dangerous for us to worry about the Auburn-Alabama game that we enjoy so much at the expense of kids sticking their heads against one another at a young age. Yeah, I'm leaving this take as well. I Look, JT, like you said, it lacks data, but it also lacks reality, really. I mean, he's talking about the skill set needed to play tackle football. I, I can promise you, this is coming from somebody who played professionally, it doesn't take long to learn how to hit people. That's That's just not really the issue. The skills, yeah, there's skills required, and the longer you play, the better off you will get. But if you're all on an even playing field, if every child begins at 14, don't get me wrong, if this is state by state, there'll be, there will be uneven ground as far as what states are more hotly recruited than others based on experience playing. But if, say, there was a federal legislation passed that you couldn't play tackle football before 14, be an even playing ground nobody would notice a drop-off at all. Not certainly on Saturdays when Auburn and Alabama were facing each other in the Iron Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, final one today, and this is a hot one. This is a scorcher. Uh-oh. Jonas Knox, early in the morning, uh, talking about the NFL suspending Tampa Bay quarter, uh, Buccaneers quarterback Jameis Winston for violating the league's personal conduct policy. So he will miss games against the Saints, Eagles, and Steelers, all playoff teams. And uh, Jonas Knox talked about it this morning on his highly rated overnight show and said Winston is already costing Dirk Cutter his job. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming off a 5-11 and season, going into battle against three playoff teams, multiple Super Bowl winners, and two Hall of Famers with Ryan effing Fitzpatrick, who is 1-8 in his career against those teams. I mean, it's not crazy to say that Tampa Bay is going to go 0-3 those games, right? And told you that less than 11% of teams in the last decade who start off 0-2 go on to make the playoffs. Do you think the odds get better if you go 0-3? Probably not. Jameis Winston just got his head coach fired. Dirk Cutter is going to lose his job because of Jameis Winston. It's over. Dirk Cutter was in trouble after last season. 
So do you really think another losing season and a non-playoff appearance for Dirk Cutter is going to save his job? He's done. It's June, Rich, and James Winston already got his coach fired. What do you think about that? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, listen, I'm leaving the take, obviously. Ryan Fitzpatrick had some better-than-decent years when he was manning the ship with the Buffalo Bills. As a matter of fact, you can make the argument, if it weren't for the Patriots, that's a, that's a playoff-level quarterback. I, I, you're, you're really accounting for two losses a season in that division uh, for the most part. So, But let's digress on Ryan Fitzpatrick for a second and talk about Jameis and the upper management and that head coach. You really do latch yourself or a trailer to the hitch when you take a quarterback first overall. You better be right because, yeah, sometimes if that doesn't work down – Everybody's going down with the vortex that quarterback leaves as he's sinking as well. Jameis Winston, the red flags were up at Florida State. We all understood who this guy was from a character standpoint out of Florida State. A lot of things, it appears, got shoved aside because of what a leader he was and how how talented he was. Some of these things are starting to take hold, and I wouldn't give it I wouldn't give it the proclamation now that the whole staff is fired because Jameis is suspended and you're starting Ryan Fitzpatrick but I would say the seats are getting hotter I am actually taking this take and I can't believe that you would take a shot at his ratings Gavin uh, that was uh, that was cheap. Yeah, I, I said think, it was highly rated. I think anybody who's awake listens to Jonas. <laughs> there just aren't that many people awake. But anyway. Slightly sauced. I'm taking the take from this perspective. I don't know who's going to get fired. I'm not in the business of predicting games or firing coaches. If Tampa Bay's executives want him gone, he will be. If they don't, he won't. But I understand the spirit of what Jonas is saying here. Realize that if you're going to be a quarterback in the NFC South, the bar has been set at Matt Ryan, Cam Newton, and Drew Brees, MVP, 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 and you're not. And this just knocked you way down the totem pole. As you said, Rich, this is someone who came in with red flags all over the place. It looked like he was finally starting to mature. This is a massive step back, and it very well could. It very well could cost Dirk Cutter his job. It very well could cost Jameis Winston a whole lot of money, and it very well could cost Jameis Winston his job Mm. if he doesn't do something with the remaining 13 games on the schedule next year. Yeah, I look, you know, as far as Winston goes, as far as Jonas goes, as far as that whole staff over there, I think everybody knows they're up against it in the in the the division they play in. That's just it almost feels like you're guaranteed a fourth spot unless you do something and I, Yeah, this is I mean, and remember at the beginning of last year they were kind of a a, a sexy pick. Yeah. They were right. a sexy pick and it didn't happen and now uh, they, they seem like they're on their way to starting the year at a deficit. All right, that's take it or leave it. Love taking shots at our coworkers. Oh, yeah. And, and by the way, Marvin Lewis will still be hired. Marvin <laughs> Lewis. That's right, yeah. Marvin Lewis is going to coach both the Bengals and the Bucks yes, next exactly. year. So we look forward to that. Um, okay, Mark and Rich, we got uh, some Kawhi calls coming up in just a second. Uh, when it comes to taking or leaving our coworkers, we always take – uh, David Gascon. We take him, and then uh, we uh, we smack him around a little bit, and then we uh, we put him back on the microphone. Sounds like a little there erotic. Yeah, but, uh, but I wasn't will, meant to be that way. But uh, but I, I will leave that second take by JT the Brick, right? Because I I, used, I didn't play at that elite level like Rich did, but I did have a chance to play in college for a couple years, and I played flag football until I was a freshman in high school. But I also had the luxury of playing multiple sports. So when you play. 
basketball and baseball and hockey, those other sports, I think you would agree with me on this, Rich, help complement what you're trying to do on the football field. Yeah. And goal number one when you tackle somebody outside of what Marcus Williams did last year in a playoff game is you tackle everyone at the waist. Yeah. At least you try to. And that's exactly what the, the fundamentals of flag football teach. And I think uh, if you play tackle football at that age, it gets away from it. Feet under your frame. Honestly, the most effective tacklers are guys who basically just put themselves in the way of the runner. Right. I, I mean, you just get in the way. I mean, even if you fall backwards every single time, you're still tackling the guy. So it's about being an athlete first. I completely agree with you. Well, Gaspar. and I'm 43 and I still don't know how to tackle. <laughs> well, you so, got the little ones you can tackle. Yeah, that's true. Oh, point. listen, yeah. if you're four years old, I will take you down. <laughs> but if Listen, it's heads up football around right here. Yeah, I just if, will have you know that. If Oklahoma you're a grown drills man, with your kids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, if you're a grown man, I'd much rather just sit down and have a bottle of wine with you. Like, I have no interest in... <laughs> In any physical contact, maybe at all. a Pinot Grigio no, no. during the daytime, a little sangria. Uh, ah. Listen, listen, it's the weekend. It's summer. I'm open to it. <laughs> You're not a wino, are you, though, Mark? Uh, well, I I, I wine, uh, but I'm not a wino. W H I yeah, I will. Yeah. All if right. You don't, if you don't give me what I want, I will wine. All right. Fair enough. Well, I'll give you what you want right now in Major League Baseball. Max Max Muncy just went yard against Jacob Degrom in the first inning. 14th home run of the season. This ball game is on Fox right now. Dodgers and Mets. LA leads one Ooh, to nothing. Clayton Kershaw has a lead. Let's see if he can hold it. Yeah, his uh, fastball has not topped 89 miles per hour so far, Ooh. but it's just a half inning in for him so far as Ugh. we speak. Uh, Giants just beat the Padres five to three. Brandon Crawford went three for three with three runs driven, a triple and a couple of doubles. Rangers have won seven straight. They beat the Twins nine to six. Later on tonight from Anaheim, it'll be the Angels and the Blue Jays in that affair. And just underway on also on Fox, Royals and Astros, depending on where you are in the entire United States. Ball game just got underway, top of the second from Houston, and there is no score. Earlier on today, FIFA World Cup action, it was showcased on Fox. Royce is right there to touch it to a close one out. Fire out from him, he scores! Stoppage time, a game-winning goal for Germany. They're a player down. They somehow beat Sweden 2-1. Mexico beat South Korea by that same score. Then Belgium 5, Tunisia 2. Guys, three matches all this morning, but uh, obviously we got tons of action to go as we get towards the knockout stage. Dave, great stuff. Appreciate that. And uh, by the way, on that Rangers win streak, do you want to know how good the Houston Astros are? Uh, well, uh, they're um, defending um, World Series champions. Uh, imagine going on a seven-game win streak. Suck. And still being 16 and a half games out <laughs> oh. in the division. Well, they're 10 games under 500. Still, <laughs> right. This, all that says oh, is they man. used to be 17 games under 500. You so, know what? Uh, keep at you, it, though. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's right. Step Trust the process. 5,000 miles starts <laughs> with just one step, gentlemen. Participation trophies coming your way in Texas. Good job. All right. Mark and Rich live Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Shout out to the station where we work Monday through Friday, extra 1360 in San Diego, which is where Pete is listening and wants to weigh in on the messy conversation that we were having earlier. And that's messy with an I, not with a Y. I thought it was a pretty clean uh, take by both you and oh, I. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pete, <laughs> Pete, what'd you want to say, <laughs> bud? Thanks for calling. Hey, uh, thanks for taking my call. I just wanted to disagree with something that Mark said that 
yeah, it is a team sport, and Messi's only one guy, but he's been put in positions to win the World Cup and other tournaments for Argentina. I'll give you an example. Two years ago, the Copa America, Messi had a PK, penalty kick, yep. in the yes. final. We speak soccer, it's, Pete. It's okay. okay. We, we totally do. Uh, yeah. Well, but, um, <laughs> based on your comment, I don't really know. Ah! Oh! Oh! So, <laughs> Sweet burn. Boom, boom, boom. Hey. <laughs> no, all right. I'm just kidding around. But um, So Messi had the PK. And he completely missed the entire frame. I, I mean, remember it, Pete. No, I remember it. I, I totally okay. remember it. Yes. Uh, and the next example is against Mexico. He had a PK late in the game to win it. And he also, it was a poor shot. It was on frame, but it was poorly hit. So he, that's two examples. And there's more. He has a right, lot. But, I mean, I, but, but Pete, I, couldn't I respond <clears throat> to that and say that that feels to me like saying um, when LeBron James has the ball with a, two seconds left to go in a tie game, and he, and he shoots, and it goes off the back iron. You're like, ah, this guy's not okay. clutch. All right. I and mean, like, what, are, are we – like, how did he get to be messy? It, it, no, be, no. Because of thousands and thousands of amazing plays, right, Pete? Absolutely. But, however, that is in the club season. When it comes to international play, and this is why there's the differentiation between Ronaldo and Messi – is because in club play for their entire careers, they've been pretty even, MVPs and all that stuff. Yeah. But when it comes to international play, Messi has, he perhaps, based on his ability, could be the most underwhelming superstar that has ever competed on the international well, stage. Well, I, I guess, Pete, I can't even, thanks, Pete, good to talk to you. I, I guess I can't even disagree with that. I guess the, the essence of my point wasn't to say Messi is as good as Ronaldo. Right. I mean, certainly that's a hard thing to say, just after the last week and a half. No, yours is my more point of, is not. Yeah, it's a call if to you, if you want to say Ronaldo's better than Messi. Great, say Ronaldo's better than Messi, and then say, by the way, Messi's the second freaking greatest player in the world. And I also think your point it can be corrupted in thinking that you're defending Messi. It's not. I think you're making more of almost like a PSA, like sports fans <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. What are you doing? That's right. It's an after-school special. We're going to get together. We'll have Fritos and watch Messi. I get where you're coming from. I do think it is annoying, too, that every time LeBron James has another notch in the belt, another accomplishment, it stirs up the hornet's nest. Okay, now is he better than yeah. Michael? Now do we use okay. the goat emoji? I don't, I don't care. Personally, as a sports fan, Thank you. I don't. But that's my personal taste. I don't care if anybody – like, I mean, I'm sure there's some people out there going, these guys are idiots. It's Carl Malone. It's so clear to me. Like, how could well, you not the, – the mailman well, we, always delivers. Are, are, we, <laughs> like, are uh, we on in Utah or yeah, something? You know, but there's that, nobody outside of Utah that thinks that. There, I mean, I agree with you, but I wouldn't condemn them for the point of view if they came to the table with that subjective opinion well, because, again – that's that's what we're doing here. All we're doing is we're arguing over your taste or mine. Well, but Messi then you're, or Ronaldo, then you're Jordan into, or or LeBron. There is a difference between your favorite and who you think is the best. Well, listen, if if you're not total fanboy, like to anybody who is a Laker fan, if you do come with the point that Kobe is better than LeBron, that's fine. But your fanboy, Kobe, like. Your fanboy, yeah, and, and so that, 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 that's great. I, I that's think great. I think at this point it's pretty clear that LeBron's a better basketball player because they also played in the same era 
and you can, I mean, just simply using statistical analysis. That's what I mean. And then watching the longevity and 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 success in that longevity. I I I, I think that's an easier one. But when you're comparing generations, <laughs> like when you're you're going back and saying a guy from you know, the 90s compared to a guy playing basketball now, or even in this current day debate, is it Messi or Ronaldo? These two are so closely. You know where this reminds me? This reminds me a little bit of Peyton Manning or Tom Brady. And it was earlier on. It was more when the race was on to see who was going to eclipse Montana. Yes. Everybody knew it was going to happen at some point. These guys are way too talented for, for one of them or both, quite frankly, to catch Montana's uh, Super Bowl win uh, numbers and and it, it, the weight was off with Peyton and the Colt Patriot game was popcorn pop in action. I looked at this situation and I said, "Yeah, who cares? Because right. whichever side of the fence you <laughs> right. fall on, yes. you're right. Because that's just how you enjoy sports." And so I feel very similarly about Messi Ronaldo. All right, Mark and Rich, Fox Sports Radio, and the guys are going to step to the mic and detail coming up next what we've taught them today. It's coming up. All right, Mark and Rich, Fox Sports Radio. What does it mean when Geico says his 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to geico.com 15 minutes ago. So here's inning number two for Clayton Kershaw. He's returning from a three-week DL stint, and now he's starting to get whacked around the yard, and the fastball's not hitting 90, so it's now 1-1, and the Mets have runners in scoring position. He just walked another runner. Listen, I, this is way too early to get hot and bothered, but I said this when the most recent back injury happened, and I say this with a ton of care and disappointment, and it is this. It feels like Clayton Kershaw has reached the other side of the hill. I, it feels, especially the fact that last October, it's going to be on take it or leave it next week. I mean, <laughs> I, I think I that think, Mark guy is a total loon. I, I'm leaving it. I think uh, I, I, it, it, it's unfortunate, but the likelihood we have seen Clayton Kershaw's physical peak. I don't want to bum anybody out with back pain because this, like, there are ways to mitigate how much this affects your life. But my career in the NFL ended because of a micro discectomy between my L3 and L4 lumbar, you know, like in your spine, you, I, part of the disc was removed. And so I was having nerve pain and actually some like temporarily, and I do mean temporary paralysis of the nerve going down my leg, the sciatic nerve. And so there were times where like it would blank out and I'd like I'd fall because it was, it was almost like stepping onto something that wasn't there. Um, and, and all of it was worrisome because I was the, the curiosity and the, the, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, yes. I, I see your face. 300 pound man who just every now and again would just fall. Right, like, yeah. yeah, that's pretty worrisome. Well, yeah. You know, that's odd. <laughs> this is really odd when it was happening on the field. I didn't really mind all that much because it wasn't painful. Right. I would just trip and look like a complete idiot as if a sniper <laughs> caught me from the top of the ridge. But it happened to me in a grocery store, and that's when I was like, 
Okay, yeah, that was bad because the ground's really hard. You're not prepared for a fall. You're not thinking you'd fall. What aisle were you on? Uh, it was obviously in the ice cream aisle. Okay. Yeah, it was cold and frozen food. <laughs> a vanilla ice cream. Yeah, the vanilla. Thank you, Gavin. <laughs> Just one um, of the things I learned today. But, yeah, like, one of the, you know, you get the surgery, and then on the other side of it, you know, your, your orthopedists usually are, you know, they say a lot of cheery things like, hey, look, yeah, whether or not you play or not ever again, okay, but – you know, this is going to set you on right. a good path and things like that. <laughs> You're but, still breathing. Yeah. The, thi- <laughs> the thing that did resonate with me was, look, this is as good as your spine's ever going to be. Pretty much on the other side of your 30s, yeah, it's all downhill from here. So just try to stave off the pain as long as you can, and life will be Ugh. good. Kershaw's fighting that battle, and I think you're right. He may he may be on the other side of the fight. Man, now. it happens fast, too. You know, have those uh, two big leads in games whatever that was, six, five of the World yeah, Series. Yep. Game five, I guess. Uh yeah, man. And now suddenly you come back and, you know, four miles an hour gone and you can't stay healthy. It's 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 not a good look right now. All right, Mark and Rich, Fox Sports Radio. Here come the guys. This is our team to let us know what we taught them today. Well, Gentlemen. First, first off, what a super duper show, guys. Oh, oh my! <laughs> what a super duper goal! I there were a lot yeah, of super-duper well. moments of, uh, of the day. I agree. Pretty yeah. good overall. Probably the best ever. <laughs> Maybe off, the GOAT of all broadcasts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One thing we just learned right now is stick a fork in Kate, Clayton Kershaw. Yes, yes. Sell your Kershaw stock right now. He's done. Yeah. <laughs> well, wow. yes. That's yeah. exactly I mean, yeah, I, that's I, would say, I would say, yeah. To, to, sorry, Clayton. I mean, nothing tough. is over oh. until we decide it is. But <laughs> you just decided. But, yeah. Right. It, you know, yeah. It's, Take it's, the roast out of the oven. We're eating I don't know what disturbs me more, that Rich thinks vanilla ice cream is the best or oh, that boy. Mark oh, still boy. writes checks. Yes, <laughs> I do. God. I do. Right. I just wrote one earlier today, and I wasn't happy with the signature either. It was a little wobbly. Okay. Yeah. I, it was, you know, I was doing it in a car on top of a soft uh, yeah. leather seat, and so a uh, little wobbly. I hope the, uh, the bank cashes it for our sitter, but if not, she'll be back. You know what's weird? He was um, buying vanilla ice cream. With oh. that check, yeah. No, yeah, I wasn't. No, but I, he was. I did purchase <laughs> vanilla ice cream. I did purchase vanilla ice cream last night. Oh, but it's because that's what my four-year-old son likes. I think Boring. it's the only word what that he knows. What do you call me immature? <laughs> yeah. I uh, I love vanilla ice cream. No, we took the kids out for a little ice cream last night. Jude ordered vanilla. I would never be that boring. Genius. I I ordered the uh, the peanut butter cup. Have you seen like Ben and Jerry's? What they got nowadays? Come on. Oh gotta, gotta yeah, you know don't, you don't have to bother me with a good time. <laughs> I'm well aware of their very diverse selection, <laughs> and I dabble from time to time. By the way, yeah, you can be vanilla based. But oh, you no. better stick some stuff oh, in Oh, no, it. yeah, there's things going on. Stuff in Maybe it. some half-baked cookies. Yes. I don't know, but I'm, yes. you know, I'll blow my yes. hair back occasionally. I also have to congratulate Rich for officially becoming a member of the Fox family. Yeah. You got a key card That's right. so you can enter the building. Oh. We don't have to rescue you from the courtyard anymore. You know what? I just want to say um, I want to say thank you first to uh, Don Martin and then also Scott Shapiro for bringing me aboard with the fellas. I mean, you took a flyer out on me. Uh, also, the gang here, Nick Wright, David Gaskin, who spent most of the time in the anchor seat. Also, you, Gavin, Mark Willard. I, I 
just, I mean, from soup to nuts, what an operation. And then really, I'd like to thank me. I have really, right, no. I've really persevered. You had a huge part in it. Oh, I sure did. Talking as much as I do. It's been fantastic listening to you myself. You forgot God. Don't you want to, you don't want to thank God? You know or, what? Yeah, wherever he may be. Yeah, I mean, some right. people talk about finding <laughs> Jesus. I he mean, listens on the iHeartRadio uh, yeah, yeah, somewhere yeah. on Ventura. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.